Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here come that boy. That, 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 boy. That, 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 that. Oh, shit. What up? That, 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 that. This is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy, man. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume. Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Boy, love, it appears we got a penis in the mail. (laughs) I glued my fucking eyes shut! (laughs) I just want to see all these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I knocked you over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. Oh, what the hell is going on, everybody? Today is Tuesday. It's uh, fucking, it's like May, what is it, it's May 17th, I'm going to go with? Yeah, I feel good about it. that. It's 2016, nailed that one. Uh, this is episode number 300 and. 39 of the panels on page.com podcast find all of our shows at pcn.panelsonpage.com i'm your host the lord reverend lee rodriguez and joining me on the line tonight we've got mr jason nice oh shit what up <laughs> jose guzman oh shit mr Handman. <laughs> and kelly harris last night i discovered that i'm really good at fat shaming <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh man! Well, Kelly, I'm gonna let you lead this one off, son. Uh, what happened uh, last night? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, we were at sushi. We were like at an all-you-can-eat sushi place last night, and uh, my friend kept ordering all these various entrees because you know it was all you can eat. So he's like, "I want the beef teriyaki, the chick ter- chicken teriyaki, this fried chicken thing they had, and just like four entrees all at once." Who doesn't know how to fucking do all you can eat sushi from the sound of things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when I had never tried sushi until last night, and the same with him. Actually, we were just at this like we were at this haphazardly thrown together dinner thing, and we were like, okay, we'll go to the sushi place and see what happens. And then so we were like, okay, like we were told that in case we didn't like sushi, they did have other stuff. So he wasn't a fan of it. I enjoyed what I had. But yeah, so he kept ordering all these entrees. And eventually they started bringing out, like, fried rice that he didn't order, but they thought he did. So we just told him to eat it. (laughs) Because fucking eat it. So I just kept fat shaming him into eating it and telling him I was trying to make him a better person. And so eventually, 
what really just broke the table was when I just told him, Eat it, Peggy! Eat it! Eat it, Peggy! Oink! 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, that, yeah, that's really when it was at its peak. I mean, at one point, I went to the bathroom... And I came back and I told him, you look like Louis Anderson fucked a clone of Louis Anderson and you're the fat baby they had. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, what Kelly was yelling at his friend as he was eating the fried rice he didn't order is what's going on inside my mind every time I'm at an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> it, it, it worries me a little bit how, how good at fat shaming I am. Because just imagine if I used my powers for evil. <laughs> I could be the not not good man. like you were doing. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was doing it to better him. Yeah, there was one time uh, I was in high school, I think, and I had uh, I was fucking peer pressured at my family and friends into eating like three full on steak dinners. <laughs> it was it was a bad day, and I just remember like. As I've got just meat sweats from hell, I just feel like ass on a plate. <laughs> my buddy Alan, who was living with my mom at the time, my mom at the time, looks me dead in the face. And because this is the kind of guy he is, he said, I don't know what to tell you, but if you don't eat that, I'm going to be more disappointed in you than I have ever been in anybody <laughs> in my life. And my mom was a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> That is solid. <laughs> yeah, solid motivation right there. A plus motivation. <laughs> so then I ate that third goddamn steak. So. Yeah, you have to at that point. You yeah. don't want to be the biggest disappointment in his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. It's real fucked up. <laughs> Shit. What else you got? Uh, outside of that, I've been falling farther down the hole of downloading fan-subbed tokusatsu shows. <laughs> that is not actual words you just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys, this whole Likes Japan shit is just a fucking Andy Kaufman-style bit that Lee and Kelly orchestrated months ago. They're just they're like, in on it. Yes, watch this. Every oh, week. Oh, yeah, I saw that episode. <laughs> Every week, we're just going to make up new shit and talk about it for 20 minutes while they sit there quietly. Watch. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> Every now and again, we we should post a tw picture on Twitter just to, you know, kind of keep the story going. Yeah, yeah that sounds great. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> Fuck Jose especially. Yeah. <laughs> That's mean, you guys. Uh, you know, now I kind of wish that's that was all true, <laughs> and that we hadn't just fallen down the likes Japan shithole. Oh and... god! But yeah, so now I'm downloading. It's a very different website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Oh god. Yeah. It's a bad right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, so now I'm down. I downloaded the first 13 episodes of like a Sentai show from the 80s called Dynaman. I haven't watched any of it yet. I started downloading the original Common Rider series, and now I'm finally getting around to watching the bootlegs that I have of the Japanese Spider-Man show. Oh shit! Yeah, I've seen a few of those, and you can still. I think you can see some of them on the Marvel website still. That might be something we all need to watch one night. This fucking queue up and watch this insane Japanese Spider-Man show. Yeah, it's nuts. And the funny thing is, like, it's 
when someone tells you, oh, they, they made a Japanese Spider-Man show, you think of all the crazy things that it could be about, and it's nowhere, it's, it's so much crazier than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the main villain, he gets his powers from an alien from Planet Spider. And the main villain is Professor Monster, who just <laughs> might have the greatest name ever. Yes. <laughs> and Spider-Man is fueled by the vengeance of the death of his father to fight uh, Professor Monster and the Iron Cross Army. Yeah, and, and he calls himself, he refers to himself as the Emissary of Hell. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, lo- I love that bit in the first episode when uh, this he shows up and one of the bad guys asks him, like, who are you? And he goes, an emissary from hell, Spider-Man. <laughs> and he has and a giant fucking robot giant, that looks like yeah, a leopard. a giant robot. <laughs> Leo Pardon. Yeah, yeah. It's like a weird cat robot thing. Because yeah, why not? It's, it's not even remotely spider-themed. Nope. There are kind of spider webs on his shins. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's about it. <laughs> that's yeah, that that's it. It's pretty great, you guys. <laughs> like really, just to get and a taste of it. Made up. Look up Japanese Spider-Man opening theme and just watch the opening video. That that's really to get a good taste of it. And he has like a Spider-Man Megazord, right? Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. but it's not like Spider-Man themed at all. It's like, it's like a leopard theme kind of. Yeah, it's got like a spaceship mode that has like a leopard head on the top of it. It's like mostly black, and then it becomes like a Megazord that you know doesn't look anything like a spider. And that actually that show was like the first show of its kind that had like giant robots fighting monsters. Like it was the originator yeah. of that. Like there were other Sentai shows, but none of them had giant robots until this fucking whacked out spider-man show it's very strange yeah, and because so- of that whacked out spider-man show you know marvel got to make godzilla comics in the u.s yep huh. very strange yeah, it was a very bizarre trade-off and it's 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 an interesting artifact and like surprisingly well made honestly yeah like i actually really like the suit they use because <laughs> it's Honestly, except for the last one in Civil War, it's probably the most accurate <laughs> to the actual comic costume. Yeah, and it's got those really crazy small little eyes, eye holes. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Civil War, I saw that. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. now we're talking. That was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I went to see it again. No, uh, sold it the Bradley. whole way. And Zoe, and like, man, I think I liked it better the second time. Just because, you know, you know what's coming already, so you can just sort of fucking just kick back and bask Enjoy. in its amazingness. Oh, so good. I still think my favorite part of it is when it's pretty much just Paul Rudd shows up in an Avengers movie. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. It's, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Like yeah. he's he is that dude. He is just Paul Rudd. Like he's Ant Man, but he, he he's playing Paul Rudd pretty much. Yeah, and he's clearly just super fucking excited to be there. You know, like Paul mm-hmm. Rudd would be. You know, yeah, fucking... I I enjoyed all the Ant Man stuff quite a bit, and Spider Man was great. Yeah, I like that they they brought in Ant Man, Hawkeye, and Spider Man like 
purely for this big fucking fight scene. That's it. They weren't. They didn't clog anything up. Didn't bog anything down. Like they're in and out for that reason. Yeah, fantastic. No, that's amazing. I think I made the decision too. Uh, seeing the um, Doctor Strange trailer on the big screen again, I think I'm gonna have to pony up and see that one in the 3D when it comes out. I think. I think that one's warrants a 3D ticket. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, why not? I would I have seen 3D, but this thing looks ridiculous. I would have seen Inception in 3D if they would have had it. I don't think they did though. I don't, yeah, I don't think that was a No, no one's that big on those 3Ds. Didn't he make sure Batman was in 3D when he was putting them out? That sounds right. Know. Maybe. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure like he said no, no 3D. Yeah, it's like they've got the get, down. I'll shoot like, IMAX, but I'm not. Don't 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 make my movies 3D. Like I had to, I had to see Fury Road in 3D because that's the only thing that was available, and it was fucking cool. Like they don't, they fixed all my problems with it. You know, like it doesn't desaturate the picture anymore. It's not blurry and shit. Like it's, it actually is kind of enjoyable. I don't get a headache anymore. Like whatever the hell that is, they did, they fixed it. I'm okay with it. So yeah. Yeah, very glad you did it, Kelly. I, I, I was feeling bad. Well, like I, just, I, I needed, I needed to make it happen. So I'm very glad you did. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw it last Thursday, so I, it, it wasn't too long after the show, and and really, besides the plums, nothing was spoiled for me. It was nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and like, I saw this part with the plums, and I was like, why the fuck are people making a big deal about plums? That's it. Like, what the fuck? I expected it to be some big moment, but no, he's just, yeah, he's. Just shopping. <laughs> I don't get it. Bucky's plums. People latch onto the strangest things. Thanks, Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> so I, as I say that, as I'm like probably posting fa- uh, Dat Boy memes on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that that has just resonated with the entire population. Well, I think a lot of my love for it which extends to, uh, I think, a few other people's love for it, is because we learned about it from you. So, <laughs> so we, we have a sentimental attachment to that boy. <laughs> and boy, man, me, me and Mary, just all weekend, like everything was just, oh shit, what up, that boy. I'm fucking <laughs> hanging laundry outside. And I just, at one point, She's two rooms over from where I am outside. At one point, I just put my mouth up to the window and I go, "Oh shit, what up?" And I could hear her laughing from out- from outside. <laughs> it's just so yeah, fucking in, stupid. In the Pokémon tournament, whenever someone went into their Mega Evolution, collectively the entire room started yelling, "Oh shit, what up?" It's that- <laughs> God damn it, that's funny. I don't pretend to know why, but it's a thing that's out there. It's fucking stupid, and it's dumb as hell. And the uh, Kelly, I'm assuming you've researched it some, and you've seen like where where it comes from and all that. Kind of like I know it comes just from that uni- unicycling frog picture. Like beyond that, I don't really know much there's, about it, but I'm just tickled by it. There's a couple of really interesting articles uh, that are, are pre- there. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, uh, here we go. Uh, what is Here Come Dat Boy meme? <laughs> Let me link it in the chat for those listening at home. 
so the story behind it is that it was some animation company that was just basically told, hey, just make some fucking weird shit. So someone was like, all right, I'm going to make a fucking frog on a unicycle. How about that? And then, you know, somebody co-opted it. And now that animation company or anybody involved with that animation company or the person that designed it is like, please, please don't ask me about that, boy. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> please stop asking me about dank maymays. <laughs> maymays? <laughs> I, have you, guys, have you ever looked at uh, the Maymay Zone on Reddit? No. It is a dark, dark place. But uh. I, I, I recommend it. If you want some good dank memes in your life, <laughs> let me let me put a link to it. No, 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 no. You know what? Uh, I'm fine with you distilling all the dank memes. It and... just says, welcome to dank <laughs> on the opening page. The... And oh one of the God. first things you see are just swirling swastikas. It, it is the internet. Oh, my God. Just Just distilled. It's where you get a uh, rare Pepe's, and there's a picture of John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of uh, you know, that's a, that's a great uh, number of those swirling swastikas. <laughs> <laughs> like not not just one. That's a couple of them. Oh boy! Well, Reddit is a wretched hive of scumbility. Yep. It it sure is a place. Yeah, um, M- Mary for some reason lately has been uh, visiting Reddit quite a bit. So at least you know two three times a week, she'll start a story with, uh, "I saw this on Reddit," and I'll just kind of groan and roll my eyes at her, like, "Oh, you're that yeah, person like, now." There is like a, <laughs> there's an element of it that is kind of okay, but it's also nightmares. And I just like yeah. to give her shit. She's great though. Well, that's your point. That's your right as a, as a married man. Yeah. <coughs> Let's see. Uh, what the hell's going on is it over here? Uh, see, I, I had I had a uh, a touch of the strep last week, but I'm feeling better. It's okay. It's all right. Um, yeah, I gotta go through my list real quick. We're moving on. Uh, Just oh, a touch. My computer is up and running with sound. Look at I that. Fucking... And no uh, computer problems were had tonight whatsoever. No, it's all good. It's all good. As I'm sitting here watching Audacity, and the mic level is just moving up and down for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, Skype and Audacity and all that. Actually, it seems I, like I, it's it's pretty. Nope, oh, there it goes. It, it went all the way up. Of course, not about right. I ended up having to just buy this little USB audio interface because I couldn't get this hacked version of uh, El Capitan to read my sound card, but. I'm going back and forth with the guy that, you know, one of the developers of this whole, you know, project. And he's like, oh, man, this sounds crazy. I've never seen anything like this before. I want you to run this test, this test, and this test. And I said, dude, I need this fucking nightmare to be over. Thanks for your time. I'm just going to buy this thing and fix my problem. Good day. (laughs) 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 Uh, And I got a fucking, the pool is in the backyard. There's water in it. There's salt in it. It's getting chlorinated and shit because of this crazy magic machine that makes the salt chlorine. It's 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 so close to being worth it, you guys. But I have been outside at midnight for the past three days fucking with a pool. 
I hate it so much. I hate that fucking pool so much. Why are you still <laughs> fucking with it at swimmings. Yeah, why are you still fucking with it at midnight? Because I don't get home until late. But like you guys were were putting it together and filling it up Friday, right? Well, yeah, that was the week. Yeah, yeah we, had, we we moved it Friday. Being got to you know, got to set up, then it had to fill for like a day and a half. So like you know, late Saturday it was ready. We had plan. We went out and had a went to see the fights and gave the night at my sister, my brother and sister in law's house. So we didn't get to do it Saturday. I came back and fucked with it Saturday night. Then Sunday was the busiest day in the goddamn world. And I saw I fucked with it Sunday night and a jujitsu yesterday. So my days are full right now, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of shit going on right now. It's mostly good shit. Not gonna, I can't complain. Like it's a fucking it's a it's an embarrassment of riches. You know, it's it's really nice. A lot of good shit happening right now, but I am fucking exhausted. So we we uh, we did the zoo on Sunday and all kinds of fun shit. Just a lot happening. You know, and you know, the the fucking pool will just be the death of me. And I won't even drown. I'll just get, I'm just gonna hate it till I die. <laughs> That's, not true. That's not true. By the weekend it should be swimmable. And then you know, my match it will come true. I've been just telling myself, you know, as no one else maintains the pool, it's gonna be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Last night Nicole walked out on the porch and I'm just fucking lugging fifty pound bags of salt across the lawn. She's like, Can I do anything? And I'm like, You could fucking help me. And she's like, <laughs> No, <laughs> you want this goddamn thing. You don't want it, but yeah. It's in the, once you do that, we have to go. We have to fix our uh, backyard Baghdad problem because it still looks like a fucking bomb went off back there. And you know, backyard Baghdad. Very <laughs> much of that. And you know, I'm not really capable of planting grass, you guys. You think it'd be really simple, but I tried three different times, and we have this very sporadic well, new life. Do you have a grinder that helps with your grass? No. <laughs> No. See, the first time, I just you know walked out the backyard with a sack and dropped some seed around. <laughs> <laughs> the second time, I bought a, a spray apparatus for the hose. Uh, you know, and they, like I said, there are isolated pockets of life, but nothing that I would call like success. Uh, but you know, it's in God's hands now. It'll grow back eventually. Uh, let's see. Or and, just um, put some fucking lava rock down and some stepping stones. <laughs> would you put the stepping stones today? <laughs> And I think we might do lava rock, actually. The lava or, rock, like maybe just pea gravel or something. Fuck it, sand. Like you're at the beach. Fuck yeah, yeah man. But, see, but the sand would, uh, I think it get washed away in the rain pretty easily back there. Just cause that's why you need a sandbox. It's super unfucking level. So sand wouldn't stand a chance. But uh, I think some lava rock is in our future. At least over a good chunk of it. Lava rocks and lava lamps Goddamn all around right. the pool. Uh, see, uh, my uh, friend Chrissy is coming over Thursday, and uh, we are going to run some fucking uh, jujitsu drills and learn some fundamentals because she wants to, to join the gym, which I'm pretty excited about. I think it'll be really good for her. Oh shit! You're becoming senpai. I, I am. I got a mild level of senpai going on. <laughs> it'll be kind of fun. <laughs> and we'll learn a couple chokes and some a couple arm bars that we, you know, you're not quite so. You know, he's going to be in the, the backyard, end. and he's just going to be choking people out. Look at my pool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the last thing you'll ever see. Choke. 
the the master of the aquatic armbar. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, and then uh last thing we'll talk about real quick. I wanna talk about the Ghostbusters for a second. Cause like I have not seen a single person of the dude variety talk shit about how it's bullshit that there are women Ghostbusters. I've just not seen it. But in my fa- in my Twitter. And I, I do a lot of Twitter. But I have seen women complain about dudes bitching about female Ghostbusters. Which is kind of strange. Which says to me, like, ladies, maybe you just prune your fucking Twitter feed. Like, or, you know, follow- it's probably also comment sections. You're following- One, don't read the comments. <laughs> we can all agree to that. Don't do that. <laughs> like, just don't do that. No one should read the comments. And, you know, quit looking at what assholes are putting on the internet. Like, you'll you'll be a lot better off. Now, that said, that Ghostbusters trailer is fucking ghastly. <laughs> and not in a good way. Like, I've seen it twice in the theater, once in IMAX, and every time I just kind of go, ugh. <laughs> because it's a fucking horrible trailer. It's a bunch of talented, funny people that made a trailer that they gave to the worst people in the world to cut. Like, it's a really awful goddamn trailer. So, if someone says the trailer's terrible, or that they don't want to see the movie based on that trailer, that doesn't mean they're misogynist or sexist. It just means maybe that trailer didn't work for them because it was a, you know, categorically bad trailer. And also, don't read the goddamn comments. Well, I mean, but also, I do have a friend that she is very into Ghostbusters and she was tweeting about Ghostbusters earlier and just some rando popped up in her mentions and was telling her how much he hates that there is a Ghostbusters movie being made. In his words, quote-unquote, in all caps, because vaginas. (laughs) So you do have those dudes that are just going around and tweeting at various women about how much they hate that this movie's uh, being made. I'm so goddamn busy. Who's got time for that shit? <laughs> Get this man a pool. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of it is gamer gators kind of got bored with that whole thing. Uh, so now, yeah, you now Ghostbusters is is the thing. Yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. What sucks <laughs> is if you're a man and you say bad things about this Ghostbusters movie. It's because you're a man, a woman hater. You know, not all men. Hashtag. I personally wanted to boycott this Ghostbusters ever since it was announced that Bill Murray was going to be in it because that motherfucker dragged his feet for decades. Wait, 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 wait. Bill Murray's in this now? Yes. You didn't know that? No, that... That's just a fucking slap in the face. How is he in there now? Or what did they shoot him and they just now revealed it? Or did they go and do recuts? Where have you been? Reshoots. <laughs> fucking apparently not on the internet. Because he all When they announced that? The fucking months ago. All three living original Ghostbusters appear in the new Ghostbusters movie in cameos. But not as their original characters. That's the dumbest thing ever. And my problem is that Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis were trying for years, 
years, tens of years, to make a new Ghostbusters movie or a Ghostbusters 3 happen. And what was the problem all this time? What was the one hang-up all this time? Bill fucking Murray. All of a sudden, Harold Ramis dies, so you're never going to get to see the original four Ghostbusters on screen together again. They do this uh, new reboot, essentially, Ghostbusters, and Bill Murray, all, all of a sudden, he's got all the time in the world to be in a Ghostbusters movie. So I only, I can only imagine... Maybe Bill Murray and Harold Ramis fucking hated each other. Maybe. That's the only way I can explain it. So is it like Hogan and Warrior? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) 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 Or Triple H in China. (laughs) (laughs) And and that is what irks me the most. Now, watching the trailer and, and being very not impressed by it, is a completely other discussion, but the fact that they're all women isn't isn't what bugs me. That no. is, it. Yeah, it's definitely it. It's somewhere on the list. It's probably top twenty because it definitely is a an agenda move. It's definitely a oh hey, these are. It, it wasn't a mistake sure. that it was all female. Sure. Oh, it, sure, it, sure, it was planned. It was. But, you know, and and I like those people. I like all those actresses. I, I would love that movie to be good. But Hopefully will it will be. You know what? I can it's guarantee all... I'm going to see it as many times in the theater as I saw the original Ghostbusters <laughs> in its first theater run. <laughs> you know what? Um, the other thing that bugs me about this is the... People that are okay, the the assholes that are just tweeting people out of nowhere, the the gamer gators that are now Ghostbuster Gators, those those guys are fucking scumbags. The fucking worst. I don't like it when the it's people about ethics and proton. There, <laughs> there, there's there's the people that complaining about those people, and they say what what are what are you getting your tits all in an uproar for? Well, why why would four women destroy the Ghostbusters franchise when they had one good movie and one shitty sequel? Who, who decided who decided that Ghostbusters 2 was shitty? And what makes it shitty? Can someone point to some examples for me? Because Vigo, like, we, we accept that as truth? Uh, uh apparently Ghostbusters 2 being a bad movie is a widely accepted truth. Oh fuck you! Which no way. Uh, I, as, as someone that's never seen it, I I would say it's probably it's the general consensus of, of that I've seen of what? movie sequels. First of all, I love Ghostbusters two, and I think it's a great successor to the original. Same tone, uh, you know, a, an interesting continuation without retreading the same. I about to say it doesn't retread the same ground. Yeah, but more. More so than any other, you know, crappy sequel, they got everybody to come back. Fucking everybody. All four Ghostbusters, Sigourney Weaver, Rick Moranis. Like, what other sequel, what other comedy plus, sequel does plus they that? they gave you Janos. Yeah, yeah, and Vigo. 
And a, fucking Vigo. A, oh, a baby eating bathtub. What is it oh. about Ghostbusters 2 that people don't like? They ride the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> See, yeah, this, uh, this is bumming me out. I did not know this was a thing. It. <clears throat> These words mean nothing to me. Now I know what nice feels like during <laughs> Lexa Pan shit. <laughs> you ever seen Ghostbusters 2? No. I've only really? seen Ghostbusters once, and it was on VH1. No shit. Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I see why people like it. Good time. Ghostbusters is uh, quite literally a fun time at the movies. Yeah. But Ghostbusters 2 was a hoot, son. It is. I've got the DVD somewhere. Some of my a... favorite, my favorite parts of Ghostbusters 2 are when Vankman is just talking shit to Dana's baby. <laughs> <laughs> just straight talking shit to a baby. Turns out I may have learned more about my parenting style from Ghostbuster 2 than I thought about it at first. Juggalo John in the chat says they say, said Ghostbusters 2 was too much made for kids. And it was a toy-making cash grab because... Uh, you know, just like uh, the Aldrich Killian action figure I have in my uh, collector's case, <laughs> as soon as Ghostbusters 2 came out, I went out and bought that Vigo figure. Oh, wait, no. It was almost 20 years later that I got that Vigo action figure and my fucking Janusz mini-mate. Fucking Janusz. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Point We're being. talking about Vigo Mortensen. No, Vigo the Carpathian. Okay. <laughs> the scourge of not, Moldavia, not Vigo, Kelly. Not Vigo the Mortensen. <laughs> oh, that's where that that's where that movie that's where that guy comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that name before. I assumed it was some kind of like sword and wizard movie. Yeah, you heard that name in the horrors tales of the corners depths of the world of people speaking of evil doers. Speaking of swords and wizards, I saw a commercial for Game of Thrones today, and I thought I saw Brendan Fraser, and I really considered watching that show then. That <laughs> nice, but it wasn't Brendan Fraser, and then now I was disappointed and thought, I'm not watching this show because it looks terrible. Game there's of no Dr. Doolittle's. Brendan Fraser is not one of them. Damn. Brendan okay. Fraser, why aren't you in Game of Thrones? Everyone else is. What's your fucking problem? <laughs> oh god so what else you got going on nice uh, sorry I brought you down with my, my fucking I've got, nonsense. I've got fucking high blood pressure going on right now that's what I got <laughs> <laughs> I got the sweats and my fucking heart is beating and my fucking left arm's going numb what does that mean <laughs> it'll be fine uh, so what? It, what is going down uh, besides that boy oh shit what up uh, so uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Mary and I have been uh, trying to make a baby for the better part of the last year. Uh, it hasn't gone great. I mean, you know, uh, trying is fun, <laughs> but we haven't all around. We haven't been uh, super successful as of yet. <clears throat> so a friend suggested uh, 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 Lisa Mahoney, who. Congrats to the Mahoney's for yes, the birth indeed. of their yes. son, Will. Uh, he'll he'll be a great troll someday. <laughs> uh, already shitting on his dad's <laughs> stomach. 
but I expect uh, voicemails from Will Mahoney on episode uh, uh, 900 of the podcast. Jesus Christ. Uh, she she suggested, Lisa Mahoney suggested, every month that we know that we're not pregnant, wink, wink, we should treat ourselves to a sushi dinner because uh, once Mary does get pregnant, she can't eat sushi. That's you. You're okay. Not, you can't eat raw raw fish. So, so every every month that it doesn't happen, well, we go and treat ourselves out to sushi. So we're we're not bummed out that, uh, you know, we're we're childless and lonely. <laughs> oh. So no, I'm just kidding. So tonight, uh, we did sushi again, and uh, sushi trivia, and I swear to God, you guys, we slumdog millionaired that shit. We didn't win. We didn't win. We got third place. We got a ten dollar gift certificate and some sake. But for those that you know have not seen Slumdog Millionaire, it's this little Indian kid goes on their uh, Indian who wants to be a millionaire, and every question they ask him, he's able to relate it to an event in his life. He knows the answer because oh. he can connect it to a person, a very personal experience, and they think he's cheating, so they're fucking waterboarding him and connecting uh, electrodes to his balls and shit and beating the shit out of him because they think he's he's cheating. So tonight during sushi trivia, every question that came up, we were able to fucking connect it to something that we've we've done or seen recently, and we were just fucking we were killing it. It was it was amazing. You should you that guys should have awesome. been there. It was great, and and after every time we got a question right, we just look at each other and be like, "Slumdog Millionaire." <laughs> uh, back to the uh, you know uh, trying to make a baby thing. Uh, uh, one of one of me and Jose's friends uh, has a has a bulldog, and she shares every so often uh, posts from a a, a rescue. Uh, South Florida Animal Rescue, and she shared this video of this English bulldog named Tater, two years old, lives in Miami, that was up for adoption, that was just so adorable, and just running around with so much energy, and both me and Mary's ovaries were just exploding at this <laughs> at this little two-year-old English bulldog named Tater, so... We've decided we're going to look into getting a dog in the very near future. So we're going to keep keep an eye out to, uh, you know, oh, hopefully an English snap. bulldog, maybe something. You know, we'll 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 know when we see it or meet it. So we're going to uh, aim for that. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm I work at home, so it'll be nice to have somebody to keep me company during the day. And you know, if I'm out of town on a job, it'll uh, it'll be kind of a guard dog for Mary when she's home alone. Okay. And, you know, okay. It'll also uh, get us prepared for having a fucking small human because we have to k- take care of it and make sure it stays alive. You know, I've got two turtles that I've had for uh, something like nine years now, but, you know, I, I feed them like once a week and sometimes we forget they even exist. So, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe having a dog will, you know, get us, get us a, it trained, you know, for, uh, uh, a small human that we'll have to feed and keep alive someday. So okay. So looking forward to that. And then uh, in my notes, I just put a bullet point, and next to it, it says "doggy." <laughs> 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 uh, and then some Netflix shit I watched this week. Uh, documentary now. I think it was an IFC show. 
It's Fred Armisen and Bill Hader. And the concept is it's a, it's a, a show within a show of uh, a, 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 it's a show that presents documentaries. It's hosted by Helen Mirren. And each one of the documentaries stars Fred Armisen and Bill Hader as as different characters. And it's a different topic each time they do. It's it's fucking bizarre and weird. And there's, I think, seven episodes and they're 22 minutes each. We've watched four of the seven. And it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And if you're a fan of either of those guys or Portlandia, I would definitely suggest it. And then I watched the... ESPN 30 for 30 on uh, this magic moment on the mid 90s Orlando Magic. That's uh, good. Which it's good. You know, me and Jose, we fucking lived through that shit. Like, yeah, that that's a piece of our past. Yes, like there is. Uh, so, and it's like nostalgic. It was kind of like watching. Um, uh, what was that Sharon Stone where she played the the hooker? No, no. Catwoman? I have no idea. <laughs> no, not Sharon Stone. Sorry. Char- Charlie's Theron. Oh, Monster. Monster. Yeah, Monster. That that happened. It was a prostitute who was killing her johns, but that right. happened on OBT. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the main I'm watching road that, and I'm like, my house was down the street. Yeah, and they shot that mostly here in Central Florida, too. Eileen Warnos was the and, oh, serial killer. And fucking, and they, they did it at Fun Spot, this, like, uh, carnival little go-kart track yeah and they think they're so hot shit we tried shooting like a little (laughs) clown you know just like a little fucking short and they were like cloud nine because they were like well monster shot here so what is this going to be blah 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 what are you going to do how much are you going to pay us to shoot here? Because yeah, this, this go-kart track shot. wanted us to to pay a fee to shoot a little bullshit short film there. You uh, said, you know what? We're good. Fun spot. So, Fun spot. So, yeah. Uh, basically, the, the mid-90s Orlando Magic, if you don't follow sports, uh, the Orlando Magic drafted Shaquille O'Neal, number one. If you don't know who Shaquille O'Neal is, then just just turn this podcast that's, off. I mean, he's that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> so they drafted <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, number one, one of the one of the biggest stars of all time, and then like their third year in the league. The next year, they got the number one pick again, and they picked uh, Penny Hardaway after after picking Chris Webber and then trading him. That second year, when they did the NBA draft. They actually had a draft party at the Orlando Arena, so, uh, where you know everybody got into the arena, and then you could watch the draft on the big screens. Jose and I, not knowing each other at that point, were both in that arena on that date when they they did the draft, and this was all part of this uh, thirty for thirty documentary too. So it's fucking, wow. it's so <laughs> it's so weird. We've gotten to the age where we're watching documentaries of shit we lived. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. And it Fucking, was, I watched 10, 10 episodes of People vs. OJ, man. I get it. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. Oh, man. It, it's just a great watch for, for anyone that was a an NBA fan or a, a Orlando Magic fan during that time. And it just got me... There, there were parts where I was laughing my ass off. There were parts where I was getting a little misty, and parts where I'm getting like anxious because they're showing, you know, they're telling the story about their their playoff runs, and I'm getting that same sort of 
anxious sweat that I would get while watching the games live. And the same kind of That's disappointed. Hilarious. The same kind of disappointment when they got their asses swept out of the playoffs three years in a row. That's uh, awesome. So, yeah, I, w- I would highly recommend that to anyone. Uh, and then uh, we're, we got a few jobs lined up. Uh, we're going to be leave- – Jose and I are going to be leaving for uh, Washington, D.C. on June 1st to do oh, shit. What awesome, up indeed. Aw- awesome Con mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C., and then nice. we're flying. It's be so awesome. We're flying directly from DC after that show to Beijing for Beijing Comic Con. So we're going to be gone oh, for a couple so weeks, wild. and you know we got a little bit of money in the bank. So when the money comes in, it's eleventh hour Christmas time. So oh, shit. We we bought some new toys, some new lenses, some new filters, a, a new a new camera. Uh, a different camera than our usual ones. We got a little like, uh, it's a still camera, but it's it's uh, essentially We're professional photographers now. It's essentially a DSLR camera, which all the kids use these days to shoot video, anyhow. But you know, it it gives us a third angle, and then it also, you know, it's a little less conspicuous. Say we want to shoot around Washington D.C., we're not going to be getting uh, butt raped by any. Secret Service with these right. big old cameras on our shoulders, <laughs> right? Because you know we were trying to shoot somewhere at India, and you know they saw our camera and they're like, eh, "It was the not. it was the India Gate." So we had to shoot it all with a GoPro with no uh, view screen, essentially. <clears throat> so yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Jose came over last week and and we opened presents and and we played all day. So that was fun. That was a good day. Yeah. <coughs> Mm-hmm. And that's about Chinese it. Christmas. What's sure going on, Jose? Besides, I love that Christmas. Fuck. All right. One episode away from finishing Daredevil, folks. Ooh, <laughs> nice. One. You gotta do it before you go to uh, fucking DC now, man. Oh, it's gonna happen. We. we, we, we it's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, the the scene where he drops down the manhole, and he's just like shadowed. Oh you know, yeah, you just see his silhouette. Where he does like, the superhero landing. Yeah, yeah. God damn, he that suit looks so good. Like the profile, like like that looked like a comic. It just looks good. Well done, and I I, I like what they did with the eyes with the second helmet, the the. I don't know. Maybe they're more round, so it doesn't look like it. It's oh, they did something. I like it. So, quit your bitching, essentially. What? No, I'm not. You wouldn't stop bitching about that helmet. So finally, you're done bitching about it, right? Well, yeah, because it just (laughs) looked fucking weird. (laughs) All right, and and we're also watching the Flash. So, oh, nice. Now, I love all people, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it with any way you choose. But <laughs> I was getting okay. some kind of weird fucking, just some weird kink vibe between the dude in the wheelchair and all his little scientist boys. And then it, and then it was the one episode, and it was just weird, like. 
I don't know. Those scientists, they're not telling everything. Like, that guy's into some cheeky <laughs> shit. And then, then, like, as I'm thinking this, as I'm getting this weird vibe, they're, they're talking about the... It was the episode where the guy had the, son, the sonic blast, uh, uh, like, gauntlets. Sure, Do you remember okay. that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, right after I got this weird, like, just odd vibe, just some fucking gimpish type shit going on in that laboratory. They opened up and I was like, um, yeah, he didn't get the family business because he came out to his parents. And I was like, <laughs> interesting. I mean, you know, do you. And that's cool. And then the whole episode was him whining about how he's not his favorite anymore. It's just weird. Other than that, the show's awesome. But I, I, I think there's some shit going on he's got a couple other hidden rooms we're not seeing yet that's all i'm saying how far are you in to the season um this shit happened in the last well that that was one of the last ones that we saw was well that doesn't help me that that sonic (laughs) guy well it's season one but Okay, but just, uh, there, there are, there's some shit happening with a professor that you'll have to see later on. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Oh, yeah, God. no, we, 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 by now we know that, that you know, he's, he's more than what he seems. He's got the yellow suit. He's got that thing. Um, what was it? Ray Palmer's building just exploded. Oh, yeah. No, no. Oh, that was an arrow. Fin- yeah. Yeah. We finished season three of arrow too. And God damn it. Uh, this chick. <laughs> um, uh, wait, 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 wait. Felicity? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> what's your beef with her, man? What's the problem? Like I ex- it's, the Lana, it's the Lana syndrome. They just did something where I'm just like done with her. <laughs> what? No. She is nowhere. No, fuck you. She is no Lana. That's that's how I'm seeing it right now. She's just always whining and bitching, and oh, she knows him better than anybody. You just fucking met him. You blew him once, and all of a sudden you're a fucking knower of all. Oh man, you're the last one in this shit. She blew him. I need to watch the Flash. Uh, that was Arrow, actually. Oh, <laughs> I need to watch Arrow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. She's just bugging me. And, and they uh, did the same thing with Lana. A smirching the good name of Felicity Smoke. Hey, man, I'm just saying, I'm not the only one. It's out there. All I know <laughs> is it was probably after the first season when they did the Arrow panel at New York Comic Con. But, man, I remember the actress who plays Felicity looking like she was 60 years old under those bright lights. Those lights are... Uh... Unforgiving sometimes. And she's got a rump. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it's, it's just what I don't like what they're having her do. And it, just her, her, her character arc. I, it just, it's, it's not good. I don't appreciate like, her old face. I didn't see that. <laughs> no, I think you did. Um, in fact, <laughs> I'm going to put it in the show notes that you did. 
but especially when you know you lose a character like um, uh, Sarah for a whole season. You know what I mean? Like, oh uh, yeah. Like so, you're you're gonna take away Sarah for a whole season and then just cram Felicity down my fucking throat. Oh, look at you! He's, he's got the he got that CW Jones. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I guess I have to wait until season four is over. But what's what's the general consensus of season four? People digging it? The one that they're on right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Neil McDonough? Not McDonough? McDonough? Whatever. Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah, yeah, Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah, that guy. He's the villain. And he's fucking great. Like, he's really, really good. Cool. That guy's good in kind of anything, so of course he's good. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's lots. Uh, they have to. He's magic. He's this thing. Damian Dark. It's like he knew. We knew Raj Al Ghul back in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's they mentioned Raj Al Ghul mentioned him before, and so he's yeah, uh, yeah. he's the like villain his, in the next season. And he's, that was his diggle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was his dig, and he's super fucking scary and charming and like. All magic and shit. So then that's why there's the, the little crossover with Constantine there towards the middle, which is kind of fun. Ah. Like, they canceled your show? That's cool. We'll bring you in for an episode. That's. Yeah, I remember hearing something about yeah. that that thought was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, maybe on this show you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nice. we talk about shit like that. <laughs> hey, man. I'm down. And then they've referenced him. A few, they've referenced him a few times too. Like you know, like they they they're, they're communicating off screen a little bit. I'm just like, put the man on camera. Like he he, he needs to fucking get him a give him a scale check at least. <laughs> <laughs> Doing nothing. Like, God damn. Yeah, I would not be surprised if he showed up on uh, Legends of Tomorrow at some point though. I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, why not? Because that yeah. show essentially is set up so that they can kind of insert characters here and pull characters out there. Yeah, definitely. Didn't, didn't Arrow kind of bring back the uh, um, Prison Break crew? Now all of a sudden that show's back nah, up? Flash did, and then yeah. the the, yeah, Flash. the two of them went on to Legends of Tomorrow, and then now Prison Break is starting up again. Yeah. Good for those guys. So, yeah, the guys so good. one of those guys may or may not have not survived through one of the last episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. Right, so keep keeping up with that season finale, gang. That's <laughs> <laughs> what might happen. Oh god. Anything else? Move on. No, I'm good with that. We got uh, we got us a, we got us a piece of mail in oh, the old mailbag. Uh, oh no, that's fuck Mary Kill. No. Look at all this fan mail. If you played it. We can't hear it. <laughs> Wait, you didn't hear that? No. Uh, Look at all this fan uh, mail. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I played it. God damn. Okay, in that case, on the break, I'm going to close everything and restart everything. How about that? Okay. <laughs> so no break music this week, guys. No uh, we got email from Arthritis Options. I'm sorry, that's another piece of goddamn junk mail. Uh... We got an email from our friend Mahoney sent to popcast at panelsonpages.com. He writes in, a letter to the editor. 
says, a while back, you received a voicemail railing on Lee's friend Bradley. I do remember that, actually. Uh, <laughs> recently, I noticed, said Bradley, tagged in a photo on Facebook and remember him being quite pleasant at Lee's birthday party. Let the record show that I came to his defense against the brutal smearing of his name. People can be so cruel. <laughs> and that's it. It's over. That's the whole fucking email. <laughs> oh, God. I will make sure to let Bradley know. You fucking... Here's my road dog on uh, Civil War night of the day. <sighs> so good, you guys. Oh, my God. I feel like Kelly is either underselling it or he's not saying much because he actually didn't like it and he doesn't want us to think less of him. <laughs> For what? Civil War? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like everything's been said by now. Like you guys, you guys, I did listen to the show. Oh, okay. Time. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, okay, you guys okay. covered it pretty well and I, I really don't have anything to add. I All mean, right. I liked it. I don't really have any original thoughts on it. I thought the fight scenes were cool i like the story captain america's cool i'm watching you <laughs> round two man round two this even again even more so i was just i loved every second black panther was on the screen he's oh, so yeah, fucking sure. good i can't wait for that black panther solo movie so oh we might be talking about that in the news by possibly a little bit perhaps foreshadowing no we we, we are yeah, it's fine. It's good. Uh, yeah. So if you have an email you want to do to uh, either besmirch or unbesmirch my friends, you can do so by sending it to popcast at penaltonpage.com or you can shoot us a voicemail. And we we'll fucking call this in a while that we could hear anyway, thanks to Skype. Uh, 616-951-1POP. We'll play them shits on the air. Uh, yeah, we're going to take a break. Um, people listening at home, you'll hear the break. People listening live, sorry, you won't. Sorry, Juggler John. Sorry, Chad. We'll be back in a minute. We got to adjust some uh, technical issues, I believe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We'll be back in a minute. Love you. Bye. Break! Tanya, what are the bloody big blazes is happening? You walk in a room and nature takes its course, conquers me by force and with no remorse. Baby, I assume. That you always knew the recipe It's simply me and you Love leaves you blind Baby, you can read my mind All that's been left unsaid You know the score What I've been what you gonna do? It's up to you. What you gonna do? Two hearts waiting. Who you gonna choose? Stop debating. Who's it gonna be? Quit vacillating. What you gonna do? It's up to you. What are you doing here? Oh, Peggy, I'll always be in your head. You can never fight the Lord. That chemical reaction got us in this mess. Still, I must confess, I've organized destruction. Now I clearly see it's up to me. What's it gonna be? Joy or disaster? 
your heart beats faster. Is it gonna be happy ever after? What you gonna do when it's up to you? I hate to interrupt. Yes, Mr. Jarvis? Wake up. Ripped Apparel is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you want to check them out, buy a little something, something, they're going to throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpage.com, click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpage.com. Or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped, that's R-I-P-T dot panels on pages.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on, help us keep the podcast going, help us keep the side, side up, and gets you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, ripped.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome check it out and uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast all right you so you guys ready to do the news let's do the news all right yeah. uh i'm gonna play the sounder anyhow because yeah uh you know i can hear it and it has you know cues for me for the news right and uh it'll go on the recording so uh just just pretend pretend it's there. okay like, you don't have to sing it or anything, Jose. I know you like to do the email sounder. <laughs> All right, let's do the news. We'll do it live. Okay. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Was I supposed Fuck to be singing? Shut up! <laughs> here it comes, here it comes. This is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for May 17th, 2016. Fucking Skype sucks. The comics community mourns cartoonist Darwin Cook this week after it was announced Friday that the artist was battling aggressive cancer. News trickled out early Saturday morning that Cook had since passed away. I was a little confused at first because I thought Darwin Cook had already died. Then I realized that I was thinking of Dwayne McDuffie. Honest mistake. Oh, Jesus Christ. Speaking of sudden deaths... Agent Carter was among many TV shows canceled by the networks last Friday, including ABC passing on the Mockingbird spinoff, Marvel's Most Wanted. But in positive female superhero news, Supergirl avoided cancellation by moving over to the CW. There is currently a fan petition urging Netflix to pick up Agent Carter, but Netflix has since declined because they actually want to sell subscriptions. <laughs> Netflix has thrown its support behind another Marvel heroine, however, as Jessica Jones Season 2 will shoot back-to-back -back with the Defenders team-up later this year. 
Usually when someone is throwing support behind Jessica Jones, it's Luke Cage. (laughs) Hot off of the heels of his Civil War debut, pre-production on the Black Panther solo film is in full swing with Lupito Nyong'o and Michael B. Jordan joining the cast, which will be at least 90% African or African-American, making Black Panther the NBA of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. (laughs) <laughs> Margot Robbie has pitched a Harley Quinn spinoff film featuring a female ensemble cast to Warner Brothers who immediately snatched it up reports say Harley Quinn continues to be DC's answer to Deadpool so much so that they're banking on her spinoff movie being the only good mo- good one in its universe <laughs> and finally Tess Fowler broke her relative silence regarding her exit from Rat Queens this week claiming creator Curtis Weeb conspired to bring back original artist and Chris Brown of comic books, Rock Upchurch, <laughs> behind her back. God damn. On the bright side, at least they didn't replace her with Brian Wood. <laughs> and that is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for May 17th, 2016. Founder. Wow. Infotainment. Infotainment. And applause. Woo-hoo. And comics. All righty. So, uh, big news week, I feel. A lot of shit going on. Uh, A lot of stuff involving uh, female comics uh, people, female comics fans, uh, female comics characters. Uh, So they're just getting it, you know, uh, pardon the turn of phrase, but they're just getting it from all ends this week. (laughs) Not always a bad thing. Hashtag feminism. Yeah. So first off, uh, Darwin Cook passed away. Uh, uh, many know Darwin Cook from his work on DC's New Frontier. Uh, I know him most recently from uh, he did some of those before Watchmen books, correct? Yeah, he did the Minutemen book and then co-wrote the Silk Spectre one with Amanda Connor. Nice. He yeah, just one of those guys that like just his stuff looked unlike anything else. Yeah. Like, it really like just cartoony and loose and clean and like uh um he did that justice league new frontier story a few years ago and he did some spirit stuff and like just he's one of those guys that you recognize that recognize his work every time you see it yeah because uh, his style was totally different from everyone else but it still had like a familiar quality to it because it's got that 60s aesthetic to it yeah yeah and i think with it comes a certain story tone as well like that yes that yes. art style can't you can't use that art style for just any story it, it definitely has its niche and and uh yeah so friday afternoon maybe friday morning so fast yeah it yeah. came out on his blog that he was battling some aggressive cancer and then one thirty a.m saturday morning uh he had passed away now, word, excuse me, word was already going around Comics Twitter about an hour before that that he had already passed away, but, you know, no one had confirmation yet. But yeah, that, that sucks. Sucks a great deal. Uh, yeah, some... he went fast. Like, when they had said in the initial blog post an- announcing it that he was already in palliative care, I figured at that point he had maybe a week. Yeah. But for it to be, like, less than a day, that was crazy. Yeah, I had to actually Google palliative care. Yeah, I, I me didn't know too. What the fuck it meant? 
I'm like, well, the only reason I knew was because I had to deal with that last year with my grandpa, like right around yeah. this time. Yeah, sorry about Is that. that. The same, so they're basically the same thing as hospice, more or less. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just like the differences are very negligible. Okay, okay, I think it's more for insurance purposes than anything. They're the differences. Uh, too bad. But what a fucking legacy, man. And, oh, yeah. And dis- despite his death, you know, bringing a lot of sadness to the community, a lot of great Darwin Cook stories have come out because of it. Uh, one of them in particular that I read was uh, Francis Manipal was, you know, kind of early in his career. And uh, he uh, it, it was in an artist alley and he sat down in a chair and some, uh, you know, big wig comics guy comes over and says, hey, you're in my chair. And Francis Manipal kind of looks at the guy and, you know, he's still early in his career. He doesn't want to step on toes, but he also doesn't want to be be somebody's chair bitch either. And he kind of points over to a stack of chairs and he says, well, there's a bunch of chairs over there. Uh, if you bring me one of those, I'll give you this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, the guy, so the guy goes and gets him a chair and they switch chairs and Francis Manipal sits down and uh, he looks over his shoulder, and Darwin Cook's sitting there with a fucking grin on his face, and he kind of pats Francis Manipal on the shoulder and says, I like you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you got spunk, kid. You're going to do just fine. <laughs> That's awesome. And then there was another story. I think uh, Jimmy Palmiotti told it about how he was having – issues with dc like he was he was in a feud with dc at the time and it was a it was a san diego comic-con i think and yeah, yeah i know what you're talking and about and it was yeah. uh uh he was invited out to dinner with dan didio and uh palmiati and darwin cook and i think uh uh jim robinson james robinson and they all went out to dinner and at one point darwin cook kind of says to didio and he's like so so is dinner on Dinner on DC tonight? You guys fucking owe me. And Dan Didio's like, order whatever you want. Fucking Darwin Cook orders three steaks and, like, the the biggest lobster you can find. (laughs) And they all just sat there in awe as this skinny artist just fucking inhaled all this meat and and lobster. And just all the while just sticking it to DC. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh my God! CBR had an ad that covered my entire window. Oh man, you sons of bitches! They're, they're they're corporate now, man. They were the sons last. You, you know, even before they were corporate, though, they had a lot of terrible pop up ads and and uh, you know autoplay ads. Yeah, not cool. But now they're full on corporate, so fuck it. Ugh. Who that? Whoever bought them is is gonna make their goddamn money back. That's for sure. <laughs> yep. yeah, or at right. least they're gonna die trying. Uh, next up is uh, Agent Carter was finally put out of its misery. Um, Steve Rogers got a text that said Agent Carter was canceled. <laughs> so then he flew to Wait, England. Finally in her sleep. Yep he he flew to England for the funeral. Um. I mean, like, I mean, seriously, there's no one that could be surprised. Like, no. 
I, I really thoroughly enjoyed the second season. Like, I liked it a lot. Like, it wasn't like, you oh, okay, are, no, no. I feel like you are the only one. I feel like a lot of people are like, that second season is, is weird as fuck and, and just not oh, good. In it's fact, super weird. In fact, the but, uh, break music, which you didn't hear, was uh, one of the dream sequence musical numbers from Agent Carter Season 2. Oh, yeah, I forgot about I that. Which I just they happened that to, to find on YouTube. So I figured it was it was a, a good a good spot to play that. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense when they did that, but they did it anyway. Let me just say this: I fucking love Haley Atwell. I didn't finish season one of that show. Yeah, because season one was a tough sit. Not very good. Was it was not very good. Season I, two, I feel like, was way better. I went back to start it up again, but this was when Hulu. It was. It was. Missing like it was missing episodes that I needed to see on sure. Hulu, so then I was like, "Well, just fuck it." And it's on Netflix now, but yeah, but it's it's not even really that worth watching. It's not very good. It you got know, but... two seasons more than it probably should have. Yeah, and but see, season two I feel like was really good. I, I really liked it, but you know, the damage was already done. Right. Like nine people were watching those episodes. Yeah, so and it's you know it's a period show, so I'm sure it's not cheap. You know. <laughs> So, oh uh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, they finally cancel it. And people are just up in arms. Why would you cancel it? They're they're you know, doing petitions to bring it back, but at no some point <laughs> at some point as a fan, you have to realize that it, you might want something to come back, but everybody everybody else like that's involved may have moved on already because yeah, at like Firefly people the same fucking day that they announced that Agent Carter was canceled, they came out with a commercial for Haley Atwell's new ABC show, Conviction. Yeah. Like, the same fucking day where she's in her bra. Now, I'm going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it. Sure. If she really wanted to, she could be on two different TV shows, you know? She wouldn't be able to do anything else. She'd have to, you know, split her year between shooting the two shows. Essentially, she'd 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 be she'd be the female rock at this point if right. she tried to cram anything else into her schedule. But the fact that she's already on another show tells me she's that be all right. the the writing was on the wall. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like she's out of work. And you know, like. The fucking the market has spoken. Yeah, you know, like they gave it a shot. Like they brought it back for a season two, and it probably didn't warrant it. And you know, just nobody. They gave it a shot. They gave it more than a fair chance. Like, you know, two lukewarm seasons of a show in this climate. Like, and again, like I said, a period show, no less. Fuck you, no way. Two lukewarm seasons of a show, three Captain America movies, and Ant Man. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, and she was in Age of Ultron, too. Her passing in the movie is like Marvel saying, enough. Oh, well, that's one of, <laughs> the, one of the best parts of this whole situation was, I forget which side it was, uh, but the headline was, Peggy Carter dead again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And people were like, whoa, whoa, not cool, man. <laughs> like, 
It's not. It's not real. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other, uh, you know, cancel and pickup news is, man, Adrian Palicki just can't catch a break. That that Mockingbird spinoff, Marvel's Most Wanted. They just, they didn't want. And I think at this point, ABC is there's enough viewers for Agents of Shield to keep it around. Possibly, I don't know, because they renewed it for what yeah. a fourth season. They but, renewed it and moved it to a later time slot. But they're they got rid of Agent Carter. They're not picking up this Marvel's Most Wanted. They might, I, I, they could be just kind of waiting Agents of Shield out. It might be a, a situation where once once all of those Ike Perlmutter shows are done, they can kind of start fresh. You know, because that he still has his hands very deep in those shows. I feel. Yeah, but it kind of sucks because like. The, uh, they wrote out uh, Bobby and, you know, the guy that she's with. I forget her husband, her ex-husband guy's name. Well, like, they they gave them, like, this really well-written exit on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, they actively wrote them out of the show for this Most Wanted show, presumably. And now that's not happening. So I'm like, I kind of feel bad for those guys. <laughs> well, uh, think of it this way. They had to have at least shot a pilot, so that's just an an episode of Agents of Shield now. Just put it out there. Yeah, I like to see them back because I or I or do characters. like a like a three episode arc with just them, and then right, bring right, them right. back into the the show proper. Yeah, and then solid, uh, solid exit. Supergirl is moving to the CW, which that just makes sense. It does, but. I thought it was it was a hit. Well, apparently it was CBS's most expensive show, and it wasn't pulling in the ratings to warrant it. Of course. Because it, it's no NCIS, let me tell you something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, Thatcher and I were talking about that over the weekend. Like, you know, CBS is the number one network, whatever. And I'm like, what fucking shows do they have? I don't watch a single CBS show. Well, you're you know, not 60. Including Supergirl, huh. and I, you know, I watched like one episode of that, the Flash one. Well, but I, think, I need to check it out. I think but. because of how much money they're making with the Big Bang Theory, and considering that that's just a, a an eyesore on yeah. nerd culture, they should be forced to keep Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they're gonna do it on a. But they said that the budget's probably gonna get cut quite a bit. They might probably lose some to cast. Vancouver. Yeah, they um, might lose some cast. But man, like Arrow and Flash are both really good-looking shows, man. Yeah, like, the shit they can do, like the stuff they do in Flash, is movie quality. Like, like I watched an episode of Legends of, of Tomorrow tonight uh, earlier tonight with like a giant mech in it that looked awesome. Yeah. Or like when King Shark fucking shows up and he's like a giant CGI shark that looks like he belongs in a movie. Like, yeah. They're doing okay with their effects budget over there. Like, they're going to be all right. They can make Melissa Benoist fly. (laughs) Uh, Kelly said, uh, I watched Legends of Tomorrow tonight, and I just imagined a uh, late-night talk show called Legends of Tomorrow Tonight hosted by Hawkman. (laughs) (laughs) Talking Legends of Tomorrow tonight. (laughs) Oh, God. Lee, did you see that news? About Preacher? 
What about it? There's going Talking to be a, there's going to be a Chris Hardwick hosted post show <laughs> called Talking Preacher. That's so fucking dumb. Like, you know, Talking Dead in essence is dumb to begin with, but the show name at least made sense. It was a play on words: Walking yeah. Dead, Talking Dead. Uh, and then you could—they they did the same thing with Breaking Bad, but again, you can kind of get yeah, away with yeah, it. Kinda, talking yeah. Bad, yeah, kind of works. But you know? Talking Preacher. <laughs> How about Preaching Preacher? <laughs> yeah. Preaching to the choir. There you go. There you go. There you go. AMC, take it. Preaching to the choir. You're welcome. <laughs> I, we made uh, Shane House as Punisher happen. There you go. Preaching to the choir. Yeah, that's better. That's just a lot fucking better. Yeah. I'm hearing good things about this preacher show, though. It's giving me hope. I'm trying to stay clean for it. I'm what trying to. Yeah, yeah, I'm not watching any of the shit. Yeah, I'm not watching any of the stuff. Definitely not. But I did read an article today about how they had originally planned to just Sin City the whole thing, just panel by panel, super faithful oh, wow. to the book. And instead, they went a dir- different direction where, you know, it kind of starts much earlier than the book starts. So we will get to see more of Jesse as a preacher in that in the small town. Hmm. So it doesn't he doesn't burn the church down from the word jump. Yeah, that's the kind of shit that kind of makes me nervous because <laughs> I feel like I mean I. All the backstory there is so good. I, I, I don't want to see it fucked with, man. Like, the, the, the one thing that I read that they're like, yeah, he, you know, his whole thing is he's taking over as preacher for his, his father, the small town, whatever. And I'm like, no, that's not right. Like, that's not what John Custer would never have been that small town preacher. Like, that's just not his fucking bag. And, I, John Custer is like one of my favorite fictional dads of all time. It's like, man, I wish John Custer was my dad. He's the fucking best. And so it kind of it bums me out to think that they're changing the essence of that character that much. But you know, concessions must be made. It's TV and shit. I get that. But and you okay. you honestly still don't know how much they're changing the character. Right. Exactly. Yeah. At face value, you you think that they are, but who knows the the. The soul can still be there. Yeah, it's not like they made a whole bunch of shit Ghostbusters or anything that bad. <laughs> like it's, it's not that bad. It's gonna be all right. Like, uh, John Custer is played by four female Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> so out of nowhere, they cancel a bunch of of shows, uh, move Supergirl to uh, CW. And then Netflix is like, you know what? Jessica Jones season two shooting this year, back to back with the Defenders show. Yeah, that's what's happening. Which is, we've got Luke Cage, which is in the in the can, ready to go. September, it's coming out. Yep. Shooting Iron Fist now, and then they're going to shoot Jessica Jones and Defenders back to back. Come on, come on! It's, it's, it's stupid, you guys. <laughs> fucking embarrassing it's an embarrassment of riches you guys and you guys remember when we had Smallville was like the best it got (laughs) what was the best that it got remember when Smallville was just like the best oh man like 
well, you know what? This it's not great, but it it counts, I guess. So I guess I'll watch fucking Smallville. And that's why Agents of Shield isn't gonna fly for very much longer because it's like it's fucking Smallville. <laughs> Although they said today that they they're moving it to a later time slot, so it can be quote a little darker and a little edgier, and maybe also you know not quote a little less bullshitty. But I thought I thought you've been digging it this season. Oh, it's it, it it is much better, but it's still a show wherein the main heroes are like you know a government badass sanctioned force of spies that don't use real guns. Oh, like, they still use like you know the ice or tranquilizer bullets, and like give me a fucking break with that nonsense. I what got you, children. So, so yeah, uh, Jessica Jones and Defenders, and then. A lot of Black Panther news this week. Uh, yeah, Lup- buddy. Lupita Nyong'o cast as uh, what sources are saying is a love interest for T'Challa. T'Challa. And then Michael B. Jordan has become uh, the newest member of the Human Torch Rehabilitation Program. <laughs> Coming over to the MCU and he ha- is rumored to be playing a villain in Black Panther. Um, good for that guy because it you know Creed came out His after. His name's gonna be Bonnie Thorne. Give <laughs> 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 me a second. Yeah, Creed came out after Fantastic Four, so Michael B. Jordan was that movie wasn't going to affect him in the long run. But it's good to see that he's not uh persona non grata in. Superhero movies and coming over. Creed? Uh, No, not yet. It's on my list. I've heard nothing but good things, though. Oh, man, it's good. And Ryan Coogler, who directed Creed, is directing Black Panther. Yeah, the man's a filmmaker, telling you. Mark my words. Kids going places. And Michael B. Jordan, I like that guy so much. He is not the problem with that Fantastic Four movie at all. <laughs> like, no. It's not his fault. It's not by the fucking longest of shots. So yeah, good for him. His character's not written very well, but he's does he does an adequate job. Oh yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's awesome. You might say he's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What? Oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that bit. And then uh, uh, Kevin Feige says that uh, the Black Panther cast is going to be at least ninety percent African or African American. Um, we still and got that. We still got that ten percent. White people. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't uh, mentioned anything about Andy Serkis as Claw yet. Yeah. Yeah, I watched Age of Ultron just the other day, and he was fucking—he was in that. That's right. He—he he was good. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, he's got to be in there. They—they they can't let that shit lie, because yeah, cool. That'd be great. I wonder if I don't see Michael B. Jordan is just—he's—he's he's a cutie pie. There's no other way to say it, <laughs> dude. He's fucking hard and creed though, man. But he has a very. Looks good. He looks good. He's he is 
to to borrow a term from wrestling, he is the quintessential babyface. You think? I don't. I don't see just his face. I don't see him as a villain, like a like a super villain, like a like a bad guy. But I could see him as like a T'Challa's fucking at main adversary, like like uh, maybe a adjoining tribe or something like that. The leader, not necessarily. I'm evil and I'm gonna fucking murder you, but we're we're in competition, bro. Enemy of my enemy. Yeah. Or maybe ooh. Maybe Claw orchestrates some sort of fucking, you know, not to be cliche, but a Wakandan civil war. Like some out of a coup or something? Yeah. Yeah, I can get down with that. And kind of puppet masters a, a tribe led by Michael B. Jordan. I'd be down for all that, man, because that's such an interesting shoe box to play the toy box to play in man like there's some fun things they can do with that that's kind of like like how guardians wasn't the same old shit you know like it was not the same kind of superhero movie they had that kind of opportunity with black panther is something really different unusual like yeah. uh kugler said something to the effect of black panther is going to be the most personal film that he's ever done and and he's going he loves the character and he's trying to make it very personal, but also the challenge for him, he says, that he's looking forward to, is incorporating those larger MCU elements into it. That's so, awesome. That's so great. he's not looking at it kind of like Edgar Wright was, where it's like, well, fuck you guys. I'm trying to make my movie. Stop trying to make me put Falcon in here. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, oh, bring it. Like bring that, it. Though. That's like, that's kind of you – know, this, at this point, you kind of have to know that that's part of the deal, right? Like – Absolutely. You should kind of be excited that okay, well, how can what kind of cool shit do I get to put in this from everywhere else? Exactly. Who do I get to play yeah. with? Exactly, because uh, you know, news came out today that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the most profitable movie franchise of all time. It no made, shit. Made over ten billion dollars worldwide. Oh my god! I mean, it's you know, thirteen plus movies. You know, it's still but, yeah. That's but it, Bond's got that many movies. It ain't coming close to true, that. True, true, true. And you know, it's but it's it's already got almost almost twice the number of movies that Star Wars has, right? And just in eight years, man. I and now I Star Wars is going to be right behind that. Yeah, Juggalo John in the chat that says one trailer until the theater uh, Sunday. Holy shit, you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good trailer. The trailer. fucking beach scene. Get really that. good trailer. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with all that shit. Yeah, they released a bunch of character names and descriptions today and, and backstory. I'm like, nope. No, thank you. Oh, yeah, I read none of that shit. Not a fucking word of it. <laughs> do not want, do not need, uh, go about your business. Okay, so this is a cool story. And for those of us that aren't super enthusiastic about the current direction of the DC Cinematic Universe or Is this a cool story? I don't know, we'll see. 
Maybe I'm editorializing a little bit too much, but go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to poo-poo in your cornflakes. Okay, you well, let, hey, this is what we do, man. We discuss, and and I, I guess I hadn't gauged the temperature of the room on this one, but Margot Robbie, uh, who's playing Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad, did a bunch of research on Harley Quinn, and as she was researching Harley Quinn, she started reading more books and you know seeing Harley's place in the larger female DC universe. So she got a female writer and they put together a script f- or, or a treatment or what have you for a Harley Quinn spinoff that will essentially be a female ensemble of DC characters and brought it to DC and DC was like, yes, please. We will take three of those. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, so could it, it be like her, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, just all chilling together? I think it's, it's probably going to be some some kind of combination of Gotham City Sirens, which was Harley Quinn, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Birds of Prey, you know, which is uh, a lot of, you know, the, the Gotham-centric female characters. Or, or Batman's some, just boning them all. Some combination of, the, of both. And I think there's there's a lot of interest in Suicide Squad. Whether or not it turns out any good remains to be seen. But I think Harley Quinn is a is a brand enough to where no matter where Suicide Squad goes, I think that character still has life beyond that film. And and doing something like this, uh, a first of its kind. Super female superhero ensemble film is, uh, you know, it's what a lot of comic fans, female or male, have been asking for 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 a few years now. Lee, yeah. you have the floor. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just you know, lots of eggs in that basket. I think it does. It does definitely speaks to your complaint that horse before the cart with Suicide Squad. Even it's more same, so that thing, yeah. that they're already planning a spinoff for Harley Quinn with a bunch of other characters. Now, like yeah, again, on, on paper, the idea of like a Gotham City Sirens movie, especially, is I'm pretty high about that. Like you know, the uh, Harley Catwoman and I, Poison Ivy. Yes, yeah, that'd be great. I'm I'm all about that. But we don't even know if Suicide Squad is going to be any good or not. Like, <laughs> no, you're you're totally well, right. Yeah, but good or bad, we'll always have used condoms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Okay, that is true. Lee, I I totally agree with you. That's a hundred percent possible. But they had a uh, you know Deadpool appeared in that awful Wolverine movie. But still came out with his own movie. And it was pretty damn good. Yeah, like ten years yeah, later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not sitting on their hands anymore. They're trying. They're throwing whatever they can at the wall to see if it'll stick. You know, the news came out uh, a couple days ago that apparently Greg Berlanti is working on a Booster Gold movie. Because why not? But again, but that guy, I'm okay with doing that shit because he's earned the right to do it. 
Like that guy, he's the dude that did Flash and yes. Arrow and yes. Supergirl. Yes. So it's like, okay, yeah, that guy, yeah, you that dude, you can do the fuck you want to. Like you earned my favor. You know, good for that guy. Like Margot Robbie was awesome in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> that that is true. End of list as of right now. Like like you know I, I don't know like. I don't know. What was I'm that movie with Will Smith that she was in? I can't uh, remember. Focus. That's it. I didn't see that. Like, I, I'm not trying to shit on Suicide Squad because I really do hope it's cool. Like, but, it, it's okay. got some potential for and, sure. And of what we've seen from Suicide Squad, her Harley, I think, is is the brightest spot of Definitely. all of it. Definitely. So, uh, so I'm not saying that it can't work. I'm just saying, you know, let's let's just not get too fucking excited because they're going to make a fucking franchise out of fantastic four too. last last time we talked oh about my god like, simon kinberg just last week was talking Woo! yeah yeah you know i'm still holding out hope <laughs> let the dream die <laughs> simon kinberg is fucking starting a petition for a fantastic four sequel <laughs> <laughs> michael b jordan's like eh, i'm all right exactly yeah it, he's saying he wants to bring back the same cast too it's like, man, maybe you better check with them first. Yeah, because yeah, I think somebody just his schedule just uh, filled up. Yeah, like every one of those people has rightly moved on with their fucking lives. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so it could be cool. And like, I, you know, I I hope all that. Like, that's a, here's the thing, man. Like, that's not like a line, but I really I want all this shit to be good. Like. All of it. Like I, I want, I wanted fucking Batman or Superman to be good. Like, I wanted to be wrong so much about that, and I wasn't. It was fucking rough. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all this to be good. I really do. But I feel like, at the very least, even if this movie is terrible, even if whatever comes out of the DC universe is terrible from here on out, I feel like if they do fail they're gonna burn out bright and quick because <laughs> you know they're already yeah. talking like a female ensemble film you're already imagining at least five or six different f- female dc characters that they're gonna jam into one movie at once right. and, and that's there's, gonna be their introduction and also there's the talk of this ben affleck batman movie where they're gonna put Everybody in it, every Batman villain is gonna make an appearance in this Batman movie. So I've not heard that. They're trying to get everybody into this universe as quick as possible. It's not gonna work. <laughs> you can't do it that way. <laughs> but why not? Fucking Black Panther and Hawkeye and Spider Man all in Captain America's Civil War. This shit, that's how that works, right? Uh, DC. Why not? No. No. Oh. Settle settle down, DC. <laughs> I know you got a new logo and everything and you're real excited about it. Okay. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? They just changed their logo. They love rebranding, okay? This is the third logo in five years. Yeah, but at least this one doesn't look like it belongs on a tampon box. I like that peel logo. I am the only one. <laughs> Me and Mary like the Peel logo. I didn't like it at first, but I've actually grown to like it quite a bit. It just looks like it belongs, like, you know, 
Okay, it needs a fucking applicator tip. That's uh, all. You're 100 percent right, but I still like yeah. it. <laughs> that's a fine logo. Like just you know, not for you know that exactly. But yeah, that and the, the new one is just fucking weird. Looks like the belongs on the side of a box of Charleston shoes. Uh, uh, Kristen pointed out today it looks like one of their older logos. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. from the fucking 40s. Because you know that's what the kids love. The 40s. <laughs> Back when you could yell at black people in the street and nothing would happen. Oh, oh, oh my God. Jesus. Holy shit. Like, um, I forget who it was, but some, <laughs> some creator on Facebook was telling this long story about, it was after, you know, Black Panther, you know, debuted in Civil War. Oh, was, that was the it was a transcript and an interview about Jack Kirby when he created Black Panther. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Who who shared that? I don't remember. It was I, some I saw creator. It a couple times, I think. But it was a transcript of an interview with Jack per- Kirby about creating Black Panther, and every other word was the blacks, the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> it was clearly. Yeah, I just realized that like of all of our characters, we didn't have a black, so we yeah. wanted to make sure we had a black. <laughs> we wanted to put a black in there. And I'm At reading this. Time, one of my best friends was a black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this, and whoever shared it, like, there was no context at the beginning. It was like, okay, here's Jack Kirby talking about creating Black Panther, and it's the blacks, a black, the blacks, <laughs> here and there, the black. And I'm expecting to get to the end of the interview and be like, yeah, so for all of you people who think that Jack Kirby is the king, you know, you know, he's, he's a little uh, close-minded, a little bit racist, but no, it was like, Jack Kirby rules! <laughs> <laughs> uh, they swerved me on that one. <laughs> the blacks. Different time, man. Different time. <laughs> At least he didn't call him the colored, the colored fella. True. True. <laughs> we needed a colored fella in there. <laughs> I said, get me one of them coloreds. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> this reminds terrible. me. Um, this is. A somewhat related story, but when I was in high school, you know how you have like those spirit weeks and various things like that. Fuck yeah! yeah. Do, Pajama like, day, theme day. Pajama day, crazy of, hat day. Yeah, one of them was you had to wear white for some reason, and so we like all week leading up to that the librarians were letting people into the library to pick their table first if you had participated in the color day or whatever it was. <laughs> so this led to the librarians yelling, whites in first. <laughs> <laughs> and then me and my friends just standing there looking at a couple of black dudes <laughs> being like, man... This meant something completely different a couple like a couple decades ago. Uh, oh, that's glorious. <laughs> yeah, God, you can make that up. It's amazing. It's like uh, Lee's wife Nicole does the uh, the colored run, or no, the color run. <laughs> colored run, yeah. Where they th- where they throw uh, colored cornstarch at you, and every time I see that, I'm just like, man. <laughs> Back in the day, they used to have real color runs in Tennessee. Around here especially. <laughs> so. Mighty fine color run. <laughs> Back in 64. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, uh, and I think I had a, a we got our our last story, but then I had an update. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, so last story is we talked about rat queens being put on hiatus a few weeks oh, ago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that was today. Uh, so it was uh, Tess Fowler, who uh, we know from, you know, she's an artist, and she uh, had the harassment controversy uh, with Brian Wood. Yeah. And then when uh, Rock Up Church uh, beat the fuck out of his wife, uh, artist Rock Up Church artist for Rat Queens, when he beat the fuck out of his yeah. wife. Yeah, and you can say that without having to say allegedly because he went to jail for it. And he admitted it. Yeah, he, he yeah. beat the shit out of his wife. Yeah. Uh, did you throw her down the stairs when she was pregnant, or did I make that up? Uh, see, I he definitely she he pushed her down some stairs. Okay, so it could have been two stairs. And uh, as I've been rereading things, I haven't seen anything about her being pregnant, but I've definitely that was definitely in my mind as well. Maybe I just always there. There's always that trope of you know pushing the pregnant woman down the stairs. Yeah. So, so maybe that's where the wires got crossed. But, so yeah, uh, he left the book. He was a co-creator with Curtis Weeb. I'm gonna call him Curtis Weeb. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. W e i b e. Let's say Weeb. Yeah. Weeby. Weeb. Uh, the fucking the Weeb. So Tess Fowler uh, filled in and uh, started doing the art on the book, and and she was, uh, you know, she had been working on the book for a long time, and the the book had a. A fan base and and why why stop it because this guy you know tried to choke his wife to death and you know so fast forward to when we were talking about it a couple weeks ago and uh she tweets about how yeah all of a sudden uh, curtis weeb the co-creator and writer uh it says you know we're taking a hiatus uh rat queens is done essentially you know leaving her out of a job and she's like, okay, well, that sucks, but you know, moving on. It was it was a good experience. You know, I wish I would have had some some notice. Uh, end of story. Apparently not. Uh, on Twitter, she started getting asked some questions because Weeb shared some new Rock Up Church art on his Facebook. So people started getting a little suspicious. Ugh. And on Twitter, Tess Fowler essentially said that yes, I realized. I found out that even though I was asking him, and part of the stipulations for me joining the book was, you know, if you're going to bring back Rock Up Church, you got to let me know, because I want no part of that. And apparently behind behind her back, according to her, behind her back, uh, we, you know, conspired to bring Rock Up Church back, and essentially uh, when, when he, she confronted him with it, and he denied it, denied it, denied it. Finally admitted it. That's when she she walked, because I think part of it is is she would be seen as condoning it. She's oh yeah, she's yeah. an admitted victim of abuse herself, so she doesn't want to be involved in that. Hell no. And you know it's it's also Rat Queens is apparently a a, a very girl power type book so why would you want to be a part of something that's bringing on a wife beater no no you know this has been thrown around a lot about you know can't can't a guy repent can't a guy you know apologize and and 
can't can't somebody earn a living you know after they've done something wrong if if they're sorry if they regret it you know they can but i don't have to support it i think of all types of people and we've talked about a lot of controversies here on the podcast in, in comics and who should be forgiven and who shouldn't i think if you if you put your hands on a woman like you're pretty much you can go fuck off (laughs) like i don't i don't care if you can afford to feed yourself yeah they're not coming back from that especially not like like i'd go be somewhere where i don't have to see you yeah and and then you know too like yeah sure you can come back you you got everybody's gotta earn a living that's fine but like at the expense of this other person who's not a wife beater you know what the fuck you know like I would, hey, like, I have one sandwich. I can only feed one of these people. Tess Fowler gets the sandwich. <laughs> like, 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 without a second thought. Like, hey, you look like you could use a fucking Reuben. <laughs> you know, none for you, Rock Up Church. You're a bad man. <laughs> like, no sandwich for you. And, you know, and you get into the discussion of, well, he, Rock Up Church, is a co-creator on the book. Sure, and sure. Uh, Weeb apparently paid for him to go into therapy and uh, and and kind of you know repair himself, rebuild himself, and if he is reformed, then good for him. Uh, but uh, if Tess Fowler is to be believed, shouldn't have fucking done this shit behind her back. Should have been honest with her. Should have uh, let her get out while the getting was good. Yeah, and, or, and you know, I think too that's you know the. The creator-owned part of it is kind of where it gets muddy too, because right. like it is his property, so like they can't, you know, it'd be kind of weird to keep him off of it, regardless. But it, it the shadiness of it just sounds is what fucking bums me out. Like, yeah, she's like on Front Street saying, "Hey, this is the situation. Just no harm, no foul. Let me know." And they fucking did it anyway. Yeah, because he didn't have to leave the book, right? I'm sure it was a discussion that was like, you know, uh, maybe you should go. Jail. May, maybe you should go take care of your shit. Uh, it's not a good look for you know the artist of this uh, female empowerment book to be you know choking women uh, and and punching the fuck out of them. Uh, so let's agree that uh, your name's not going to be on this anymore, and you're not going to work on it because I'd still like to sell books. And I think, right. I think having a convicted or, or you know, I don't... Was he convicted? He did go to jail. But I don't think he was convicted. Oh, let's say admitted. Admitted abuser. Having an admitted abuser on a female empowerment book, that's going to piss a lot of people off. And yeah, it's, probably not gonna help, it's probably not going to help sell books. Not so much. So... If you guys wanted to do something together, if you value your creative relationship so much and you value him as a human being to where you would help him get therapy and get through this tough time, you know what? Start a new book. Yeah. <laughs> kill kill Rat Queens. Sorry, it had its time. But some sometimes you just got to you just got to let it go and start something new. And yeah, scorch that goddamn earth. The the market will decide if uh, you're forgiven or not. Like I said this on Twitter, and if this in news is in fact true, 
I think Image should seriously consider removing this book from their publishing line. Because it, it's not a good look for them if no. you're supporting someone that beat their wife. Yeah, and- Especially with a book that is, like, with... I would say that has a majority female audience. Yeah. Because I know I don't read it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Part of it feels to me, and this is just speculation, it feels to me like, okay, so sh- the shit went down, and we even up church had a talk, and they're like, okay, man, like, we got to take you off the book for a little bit. We got to let this whole thing cool down. People are mad. Uh, they, uh, our readers aren't really big fans of wife beaters. So uh, <laughs> you you go do your thing. You're still going to get royalties from uh, the issues that you drew. Uh, hopefully that'll help you feed yourself for the time being. What we're going to do, though, we're going to hire this chick who's, uh, you know... A, a well-known name in female comics and kind of a a poster woman for for the cause. We're going to bring her on to make yeah. all of our readers think that everything's cool. And then when you're ready, we're going to pull the rug out from under her and everybody's going to be like, oh, man, Rock's back. Oh. <laughs> and it, it, probably, it was probably just a matter of Keeping that book going in the meantime, in the limbo while he was he was gone, to keep those sales coming in, with the intention the entire time to be like, okay, we're bringing you back in. It, I mean, yeah, it certainly fucking looks that way. <laughs> but but now we don't know what. And we he's saying know. like, but this guy, the weeb, you know, the, the weeb is you know swearing up and down. Oh, that's all that you know. False. I never said this and this and whatever. Like you know, he's denying it to put in the fucking face. And you know, Rat Queens is not back on the publishing schedule. Like not, there's no solicits. You know, this guy squares up and down. Like you know, there's no scripts drawn. None of this stuff. None of it's ready. You know, which that means, like, hands down, no way around it. One of y'all motherfuckers is lying. Yep. Like, just flat out. Lying, and not gonna say who. We'll fucking figure it out someday. But one of one of these motherfuckers is telling a story. But you know, one of them has something to gain on the outcome of said stories. I don't know. Yeah, no one's buying that fucking Rat Queens book that comes back, man. Forget about it. You know, uh, going back to our first exposure on the podcast to Tess Fowler and it was the it was the Brian Wood situation where yeah. she came out and she said that uh, a few years ago at San Diego Comic Con, uh, Brian Wood was kind of was uh, grooming her to be be a player in the industry. And she thought she had a good contact to kind of make her way into the industry and it turned into uh, he was just trying to fuck her. He he was, you know, he was a married guy at the time, or he at least was in a relationship, and he was just trying to fuck this chick at a convention, and he was a real dick about it when it didn't happen. Did she go back to his hotel room, and that's when she rebuffed him? I forget the exact details. 
I or, don't or she either. blew him off yeah, or whatever. And then the next day at the con, he's yelling her from across Artist Alley and, and just uh, talking shit about her. So she came out and she told that whole story. And, you know, it was corroborated. Yes. I think he, I think Brian would have eventually owned up to it, too. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If she was a liar, I feel like she would have made that story a lot more lurid. Right. Than what he admitted to. Right. I don't necessarily agree that he was an asshole. I don't necessarily agree that what he did was sexual harassment maybe in retrospect more so i do more now than then because the the definition of harassment has definitely evolved over the past few years as sure. far as the comics industry go goes you know back then i looked at it more of this guy's an asshole but he's just trying to get his dick wet he didn't actually you know abuse or assault her but still it falls under the harassment headline. Yeah, what an asshole! Right? Yeah. But still, you know, I, I I've got to side with her on this one because yeah, really, she, yeah. she said it herself. What does she have to gain? Right. Right. She's already blacklisted in a lot of places. What is she to gain from basically saying that? Yeah, they fucking talk shit. They they did this whole thing behind my back. Uh, I'm cool with it. But I just figured to let you guys know the truth. Uh, I am available to be hired. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, she didn't just start running her mouth one day either. Like, someone asked her the question. She's like, hey, fuck it, why not? Here, here's what's happening. I'll, I'll, we'll, we can talk about it. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, so, like, somebody's lying. And I don't think it's her. <laughs> like,. I just don't. I don't think so. So, on that same topic, an update from uh, a story from two weeks ago. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago, because we didn't do news last week because of the Civil War. <clears throat> but it was the whole Shelley Bond getting laid off from Vertigo. That was a while ago. And then, yeah, it was about a month ago. And then the story about how when that happened, it brought up all of the bad feelings about Eddie Braganza still being... You know, employed at DC, even though he Eddie, is... are my tits bigger than your bolt. Your tits bigger than my bolt against us. So, uh, this week, Friday, DC actually addressed it, and uh, they had a company meeting, and they put out a press release that says they're fucking looking into shit. They're looking to change policy, looking to fix things, looking to be more welcoming. To female creators, female employees, so on and so forth. Uh, which well, it sounds like they're gonna get rid of Eddie. Is my mouth or your vagina wetter? Don't worry, we'll let them talk <laughs> it out, Ganza. Jose, are you awake? Because that was funny. Oh my god. I missed it. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Here's the thing though, man. I, I bet they don't get rid of him. Oh no, they won't. No, no way. And no well, fucking way. He's he's been on his best behavior. And they've quarantined him. Right. But yeah, that's the thing, like 
you know, you fuck. I want to lose some weight. Then lock me in a room with no fucking cookies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that doesn't mean I'm doing a good diet. <laughs> you know, I mean? like, I'm not awesome at dieting because you fucking cut me to a fucking radiator with no cookies inside. Like, but still, this this DC coming out and releasing this statement and being public about it is more than they've done about any harassment allegations or anything in in the entire time that I've known that shit was dirty behind the scenes at DC. So Yeah, I guess it's, it just it seems unremarkable. Like I mean, this is, I feel this is the kind of shit like any corporation does when they get some egg on their faces. Don't worry, it's cool. Sure. We're going to bring in a se- we're going to have a seminar about how you can't call girls sugar tits in the office. <laughs> No, I agree. It's going to be cool now. <laughs> I agree, but baby steps, you know? Like, when have we ever heard that DC is bringing in, you know, some sensitivity counselor? True. Never and a day ago. True. I hope so. Yawning. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, that's the news. Let's talk about comics. Yeah, look at all these comics. Hey, all right. Uh, see, um, I've been behind the abilities. I, I missed a few things. I read a whole lot uh, Did you got check out that new Power Rangers book though? And as fun as it is, as good as it is, we talked about it. You know, since it came out, it's pretty rad. I need to see more robots. I want to see this guy. Uh, oh, what the hell is his name? That's uh, Tommy. Henry. <laughs> Henry. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the artwork. I need to see him draw more fucking robots. Get a little bit in this one, but I need to see his uh, robot skills. Yeah, his dragon sword looks nice. It really does. And they uh, they uh, do a little bit here where they like reference like how uh, uh, Trini, the Yellow Ranger, talking about how like you know you know I don't really want to be a Power Ranger forever. I kind of want to do something you know super important with my life. I'm like, oh shit. They're foreshadowing the fucking peace conference where they wrote those three guys out of the show in season three. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Very clever of you. It's what a fun fucking book. It does look really good. It looks really great. Uh, let's see what else we get into real quick. Um, I read the uh, ROM Zero issue from Free Comic Book Day. Um, I know shit about ROM. I know is it like, you know, the people that love ROM fucking love ROM. Oh, yeah. My God, um, but again, having no pre-existing knowledge of the character whatsoever, the Zero issue was kind of fucking rad, man. Yeah, I like the redesign they did because yeah. it's just slight enough that it doesn't like totally destroy everything. It's, it's still it obviously wrong, but different. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. The idea being he's like a fucking you know space knight, space cop, but coming to Earth with like uh, this crazy ass like. Magic aliens have inter- has, uh, have infiltrated the planet, and so it was like, you know, blowing some monsters up. You know, I don't know this about me, you guys, but I tend to like shit where monsters blow, or robots blow up monsters. It's kind of my jam. So, that's kind of, it was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where that goes. Um, so I also like read Space the, Dirty Harry? Kinda, yeah, kinda like that. <laughs> um, also read the Civil War II Free Comic Day book, and. That was bad. Still, yeah, man. Uh, just 
I, I had I looked it up because I'm like, well, wasn't Thanos locked in the, the 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 big orange box? But then I remember Namor let him go, so they could destroy planets together. When the Avengers were genocidal maniacs for a while, I forgot about that until I re- until I Wikipedia it. But and then I guess Reed Richards left him out of the new universe, but he got back in in Ultimates, I guess. So that's why he's in this book. So okay, so now I know why Thanos is in it. But even having read it, read this, I'm no closer to understanding why Captain Marvel and Iron Man want to fight. Like I don't understand. And like and I and think back to Civil War, the first one when it when that was coming up. Like there was context for it. Like the shit happening in the surrounding books in the leading months. Like think okay, great. There's something coming. It's going to come to a head. That's what the story is going to be. And you know, that's how Marvel used to do their events. Now they're just like, no, no, no. We're just going to do this. Shut up and buy this book. By the way, it's six dollars. Fuck you. Have a nice day. And that's kind of a bummer because there's the, you know, the the context isn't there at all. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why am I looking at the cover of Civil War two number one here and Star Lord's on it? Star Lord should be in space doing Guardian shit. It's kind of dumb. I don't like it. Uh, also making a big deal out of this uh, new Wasp that was in the back half of that free comic day book, and then also in all new all different Avengers number nine. And she's uh, Hank Pym's daughter with his first wife, who was Russian, I guess. Maybe I don't know enough about my Hank Pym to know if that's bullshit or not. But she knew Winter Soldier back in the day, I guess. So that's neat. I guess. Uh, well, whatever. Um, well, um, not a whole, oh, oh, shit. Uh, Batman 52 was a perfect standalone issue of Batman. Holy shit, it was good. This yeah, is that was a really good issue. 52 is the the final Scott Snyder Greg Capullo. Uh, 51 this, was. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is James Tinian and uh Riley Rossimo. Uh Riley Rossimo did the art on Bedlam. Ooh. Riley yeah. Rossimo also did um Cowboy Ninja Viking. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, so, yeah. This is uh, it's um, you know, Batman in his new costume, fucking running around Gotham, chasing after this dude. But there are these periodic flashbacks of like you know, like two weeks after the Waynes were murdered. You know, and they kind of the idea is you know, Leslie Tompkins told him, hey, you know, make a list of you know the things you have to do to kind of you know to get over what happened. Like you know, I'm not saying it's gonna happen overnight, but you know, you kind of have to make a list of things you have to do to move on. And so we jump ahead to like, you know, he's in you know the Himalayas or some shit like, you know, training with monks and like, you know, you know, number one, disappear, shit like that, whatever. So there's this whole little framing story going back and forth about this book. And, you know, the hook is this guy broke into the bank in Gotham to steal this, you know, shit out of this safe deposit box that he knew was Bruce Wayne's and all this stuff. And of course, that's where, you know, Bruce has kept this book, this journal, this how to move on thing. And the reveal at the end is really, really sweet. Um. Great artwork, fucking fantastically written. Like it was, it's it's a it's a perfect comic book. It's really really good. I loved it a lot. Highly recommend checking that out. Um, and that's kind of it, man. Oh no, shit! Real quick, um, 
Vision number seven. I read that one. You read that, Kelly? Ah, uh, so good. Ooh. Oh man, so awesome single issue story. Oh man, so it's Tom King writing. Uh, they brought in Michael Walsh as the guest artist, presumably so uh, the guy kind of get caught up a little bit. And it's but but in a very similar art style, which I appreciate. Yeah, I think that having the same colorist helped with that a lot. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's a, it's a, like it's a real quick, like, hey, th- this is the Vision and Scarlet Witch's relationship, like, in an issue. Like, you, you see them get together and, you know, the happy years. And then, you know, when she, you know, wills the kids into existence and all the stuff, like, and it's all from the Vision's point of view. And and when the vision went like you know, when the vision was all white, you know, because he rebuilt his body and his program and shit like that, you know, and the fucking you know spoilers or whatever, the reveal at the end after, you know, Wanda and Wonder Man are together, you know, Wanda comes out the vision and says, you know, I have a gift for you. I want to give you this, you know. And she gives him a gem like the one in his forehead, and it's like, hey, you know, the, you're 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 based on Simon's personality because you know he's. You know, not you, but you know, kind of like you. And that's why that's how we fit together. Whatever you know. Well, this gem has my brain patterns on it, my imprints on it. Maybe one day you can find someone who's me and not me. So he fucking put the Scarlet Witch's memories and brain patterns into his fucking robot wife, the Scarlet Witch, who has a history of instability and kind of nuttiness, is now in this powerful synthoid body. And that's why she's fucking cracking up, and it's amazing. <laughs> like it was such a good reveal. Oh my god! Every issue of this that goes by makes me even more excited for his Batman. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, his Batman will be fucking amazing. And that's like next month is his first Batman issue, right? Yeah, or the twenty fifth is when they put out that huge eighty page uh, book that leads into everything. Man, and then I think the week after that is the Batman Rebirth special. Man, it's good, man. That's I'm reading it, you know, digitally every week now. But I'm I'm anxiously awaiting the opportunity to have a glorious, oversized hardcover of this whole thing when it's done because yes. it is beautiful. Like, I can't hype this Vision book anymore. It's so fucking good. It's yeah. so good. So good. I talked to someone this weekend at work that didn't like it, and I just couldn't wrap what? my brain around it. Why? They said it was boring. What the fuck? What? Yeah. <laughs> at first, were they low-key about it, kind of like you were with Civil War? No. <laughs> like, they were just flat out, like, oh, that, like, they were talking about bad comics, and that was in their list, and I was like, whoa, 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 What? <laughs> Like, yeah, a boring vision book. And I was like, no, no, no. you're wrong. You you no. were wrong on this one. No, that's just not right. Yeah. That is purely fucking incorrect. <laughs> Jesus. What else you got, Kelly? Uh, not much. Uh, let's see. Vision Space Knight continues to be insane. Uh, in this issue... Another agent of the cosmos showed up with their uh, symbiote and told Flash they had to kill Venom or take him away so they could like reprogram him. 
which led to a big fight between everyone and Venom's. I can't believe you're reading that fucking book. <laughs> like, so good. And then so like Ven- uh, Flash and the other person start fighting because like they left the symbiotes behind to talk it out themselves. So they start fighting. So then the symbiotes start fighting, and like Venom chops the other one in half. And then runs away into a spaceship and flies away cackling. And that's just how the issue ends. Did he leave, like, gimpy no-leg Flash behind? Yeah. But Flash has, like, robot legs now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so Flash is with his friends, a giant panda, and a lady with snake hair. Venom Space Knight is insane. It's It's so weird that you still read those. It's so I, good. It's so I bad. love it. It's not good. <laughs> it's, so, it's the best. <laughs> like it's legit one of my favorite Marvel comics because it's just so crazy and it knows exactly what it is. I feel like I could I could have gotten on board with it if it was anything like but Venom. They just the 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 thing that they pulled with Venom and Guardians last year like so fundamentally alters the character. Yeah. That it's it's kind of hard to wrap my head around because like. That's not a thing he ever was. No. You know, and that that's what kind of bums me out. Like, you know, a character can grow and evolve. That's fine. That's kind of part of, you know, a serialized story. That's great. But, like, it's not even remotely the same thing anymore. And that, no. that's, that kind of bums me out. I like that. I don't care for that. Yeah, like, if this book wasn't as fun as it is, I don't think I would like it either. But, like, I'm I'm having a hoot with this book. He said a hoot. No holler. Yeah, he said a hoot, son. <laughs> and then the other thing I wanted to talk about was I, I'd been looking at it for months, and I figured I should grab it now. Uh, DC put out a Darwin Cook art book a little while oh, ago. Really? Yeah, and I finally decided to pick it up. And it's not exactly what I expected it to be, and I'm pretty psyched about what it actually is. Nudes, like, baby, nudes. Up... Oh, breaking news? No, uh, well, yeah, there is breaking news. News, but I said nudes. Oh. <laughs> but all you want is that mission report. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, I expected just a full-on art book, but it, there's actually a lot of comics in it. Oh. And it's okay. a lot of stuff I've never seen before. Like, it's a lot of, sh- like, short stories of his from various anthologies. It's some of his Jonah Hex issues and just some right. other, like, even his very first published comics work. Like it's a really cool collection and a oh, nice really? oversized hardcover, and it's like forty bucks for over four hundred pages of stuff. Like, I, if cool. if you can find it, I really recommend picking it up. Yeah, That's it's awesome. called Graphic Ink: The Art of Darwin Cook. All right. All right. So Dude, seriously, breaking news. Okay. John Berg and Jeff Johns will co-run DC Films in an attempt to course-correct Warner's comic book movies. Seriously? Yes. Super Batman v Superman Fallout. Warner Brothers shakes up executive roles. So this says D, in the little caption. I'll. Uh, I know you're not in the chat anymore, Lee. So I'll put it in the Skype chat so you can see this I'm article. I'm in the chat. Are you? Oh yeah. Panels yeah. on pages. Yeah, the chat go. booted me. Uh, okay, well, I put it I put it in both places. I think. So, the caption to this story, the subheadline says, DC Films, 
I is that kind of like Marvel Studios now? Like, I don't think yeah, that it was, but I think it is our, now. Yeah, but now they're changing. What the WB is DC Television, something like that. From, so maybe they're just rebranding. From what I actually... can gather, from what I can gather from this article, is they're taking John Berg and Jeff Johns will co-run DC Films, and but previously. The DC films were just basically under a a large Warner Brothers heading. Sure. So now it's DC films, and it's that's these... what they needed to do. <laughs> it's these guys at the top now. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that so... makes all the sense. Because that's why, I mean, not solely, but that's one of the reasons why the Marvel Studios movies work as well as they do. Because, yeah, you bring in good filmmakers and good talent, but, like, Kevin Feige is the figurehead. Like, he's the guy that kind of, you know, steers the fucking ship. Maybe I thought that Jeff Johns had more to do with the movies than he did. But it also says in this article that he's the driving force behind the DC TV shows, which, for all intents and purposes, are great and well-liked. So, yeah, he's, I mean, he's definitely on there, but I mean, Berlani's the showrunner on all of them. Like, he's like the guy. But Jeff was definitely, Don's definitely involved. Well, it says, uh, uh, John's DC's chief content officer who successfully launched the comics label's foray into television yeah good that's what they need to do so it's it they're refining executive roles at warner's i can't see anything else in this article that says dc films but i think that's the direction that they need to go yeah definitely and does somebody just just take scott snyder's hand away from the (laughs) Zack snyder that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We got this now. So they're, they're talking in this article. They're talking about the muted reception for Batman v Superman. Uh, Was it muted from a box office, palette, bitch. Box, <laughs> box office and critical point of view? Uh, it was the flashpoint for the changes. Uh, it goes on to talk about uh, Zack Snyder. Uh, critics and fans ripped on it. Uh, so on and so forth. And then the next paragraph is, in stark contrast, okay, oh, the end of the Batman v Superman our, uh, paragraph is, uh, BVS, which costs at least $300 million to make, has grossed under $870 million worldwide. In stark contrast, Marvel Studios' Captain America Civil War is heading towards $1 billion in less than two weeks of release. The movie also, also pitted heroes against each other, but Marvel's lighter tone and bright colors while tackling more serious themes, are clearly resonating with audiences, so Warner's is attempting course correction. It's also like, I mean, you know, on paper, write it all down, it's just a better movie. Yeah, I don't know if it being brighter... It's just better. The script is better. Yeah, it's... You you could have... Colorized I think Civil War the, the, the same way as Batman versus Superman. It's still a better movie. But just, just it, like it said, it's the contrast of here's here's super bright colors in Marvel movies. Here's no right. colors in DC. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, yeah the no, no, no. the yeah, color it, it, palette it, it, 
the bright color palette of Marvel is just one of the many things that makes the Marvel movies successful. It's sure, not just absolutely. bright colors. No matter how much uh, DC fans will lead you to believe that's why we like Marvel movies. <laughs> Ooh, bright colors. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, uh, it... I'm looking at the box office mojo now, and it's blowing it away. Yeah, it, it's going to... Uh, Civil War is going, going to beat Batman v Superman domestically this week, likely. Yeah. It's already yeah, blown sure. it away worldwide. Cumulative. Yeah. But, you know, box office isn't always everything, you guys. No, it's not. Not at all. Not because at all. No, no matter when... No matter what, whenever you get into a discussion about box office, someone will always throw out there, well, those Transformers movies made a shitload of money. So box office never exactly... It doesn't always exactly equate to quality, but... Similar movies with similar subject matter, and one has been out for uh, almost two months now, and one that has been out for a week, two weeks, (laughs) is already catching up to it in box office. You know, a lot of people don't... Oh, well, I don't want to compare the two. No, compare the two. Compare the two. <laughs> yeah, Marvel Studios has three of the top ten grossing movies of all time in the world. In the world. And you know what? You know what's me even more fucked up? You know what movie has a higher domestic gross than both Batman v Superman and Civil War still? Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Deadpool is... The number one comic book movie of the year, still. That's Jeez. amazing. Yeah, it sure as shit is. Wow, yeah. I'm looking, yeah. Deadpool has grossed $362 million on a production budget, and I cannot, I still can't believe this is true. Production budget of $58 million. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is, looks so good for that money. Yeah. That's crazy. Cut prices on that and them X Men people. That's awesome. Uh, you got anything, uh, Jose? Comics wise, anything we're talking about? I have picked back up Wonder Woman, so I I, I was missing oh, a bunch right of on. issues, and a while back ago I had like a bunch of back uh, issue bucks, went in and just grabbed a bunch of uh, Hawkeyes I was missing, but I'm still missing. Too many Hawkeyes to move forward. Like I'm missing like eight, nine, ten, and then I jump in at like twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get those. So yeah, I gotta get those. I, I I'm not starting to read Hawkeye, but I apparently have the whole Azarello Wonder Woman run, and I never finished it. So I got like twenty issues I haven't read. So instead of just jumping in where I picked off, I'm starting from the beginning. Ooh, and that's a nice way to do it. I fucking well, yeah. If I already know I have the whole run, I might as well start fresh, start back in the beginning, Hell yeah. and just do it all. And I, I love what he did with Wonder Woman—the whole, all the gods, the mischief, the, the, like the old, you know, mythological figures, but in modern day time, just running. One of my off. favorite designs in that book is. Uh... 
the Hades design. And it's like the little boy with the suit of armor with like all the melted candles for the top of his head. Yeah. So yeah. fucking metal. <laughs> and fucking Brian Azzarello, God of War. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. It's walking around bloody feet. And then Poseidon is just a giant, terrifying fish monster. Yeah. Yeah, that book is awesome. So, I, I, I've gotten through like four or five of those. Picking that back up. Pretty excited to finish that off. It's going to be so good. Yeah, that's really good. And you can, I mean, you really can just sort of call that the end. You don't need to go further than that. Anymore. Don't, don't do yeah. it. Yeah. But I, I do need to jump back on this Batman, especially if Snyder's ending it. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the Gordon is Batman thing was not terrible. And why was he Batman again? Because Batman? He died. Batman, quote unquote, died fighting the Joker in Endgame. But like, for reasons I'm still kind of unclear on, he like lost his memory. And so like Bruce Wayne came to like horrible amnesia. But he was like, you know, he had a shit together. He didn't have the weight of Batman on his shoulders. So like, you know, Alfred couldn't bring him self to tell him, oh, hey, uh, the trauma of watching your parents get murdered turned you into Batman and you've been sad forever. So we kind of <laughs> let him roll it out. It's a very interesting character study for Alfred during that run. And, and like, you know, Happy Bruce, too. So it's definitely worth reading, I would say. Especially like, you know, when you kind of, when you know how temporary it is. Like, you know, fucking 12 issues of, you know, Jim Gordon Batman. It's fine. And the villain they crafted for the story is pretty fucking great, actually. So, yeah. By, by all, yeah. You keep rabbit, that going. Right? It's good. Yeah, read it for the villain, if nothing else. He's in a rabbit suit? Uh, it is It is rabbitesque, yes. Bat Chappy. Yeah, Bat Chappy. <laughs> okay, I've got an update on the DC Films thing. From Deadline now. Uh, Johns and Berg will now co-run DC Films. While DC Films has long been a production banner within Warner Brothers, it will now exist as a formal division as the studio seeks a course correction after the mixed response to Batman v Superman Donna Justice. Alright. Let's see what your boys got. Hope it works out. You got anything uh, comics wise nice? No man. No man. No, no man? No man. <laughs> I read No Man. <laughs> that probably is a comic. <laughs> I would be fucking flabbergasted if it weren't. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's a show. That's a long one. But I don't know. I can't decide if the show is long or if we had to, like, fucking stop a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it feel long. I don't know. Have some from column A. Try some of column B. Might be. A lot of news this week, though. A lot to talk about. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. It's fine. It's okay. But uh, in fact, I like this so much. Uh, we'll do it again next week. You guys will be here next week, right? Yes. Right, Jose? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll get the graduation, but that's during the day. Right. Everything, okay. Everything right. will be done. So the boys that. will be here next week, uh, but then we'll have uh, two weeks off. As our homies in the 11th hour fucking travel the world 
covering conventions and shooting video and breaking hearts all along the way, I'm sure. In Globetrotters. And then uh, we'll be back on the 14th of June. Well, and, you know, uh, cross your fingers for us because uh, we still don't have our China visas. <laughs> okay, and so now you have to have a visa, not just a passport. Why? Because you're working? Uh, well, technically, we're on a non-business visa to China. Or we're on okay. a non-business vi- visit. But you have your passport, but then many countries require you to have a visa to enter the country. Huh. All right. I'm learning shit. I did not know that. Just because you have a passport doesn't mean you get to go where the fuck you want, Lee Rodriguez. (laughs) I don't know. All I know is that the fucking bitch at CVS couldn't take a fucking photo of my passport. I'm not feeling good about the process so far. The the country needs to say, okay, we'll still, we'll let you in. They'd be like, oh, that's that's a nice picture. I, I do believe for what you are getting your passports for, I... I'm not sure you need visas for any of that. I don't think I need a visa to go to Jamaica to a resort. Yeah, I think a, we're going to be fine. On, on a fucking cruise ship. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll be okay. Wait. So they ask you for your visa when you walk in. Yeah, I'll be like, uh, move. <laughs> <laughs> I just linked in the chat, I think, my second favorite Civil War meme. Man, I sure am glad I saw that movie. Is it plums? Nothing. That's a great. That's a great little sequence between them. Yeah. yeah. Agent hey, Thirteen. Black Widow's stunt double is the star of that movie. She's a badass. Yeah, in that you movie, know, dude. Scarlet gets some kicks in here and there too. Oh, yeah, for sure. But her stunt double is a fucking parkour maniac. Yeah, yeah, her stunt double is a beast. And Agent 13 got some kicks in, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so good in that movie. All right, we got to go. I was going to fall down the fucking Civil War hole again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Join us next week, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at chat.panels on pages.com. Uh, email us, popcast at panels on pages.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 616 951. Uh, one pop for Jason Nyes, Jose Guzman, and Kelly Harris. I am the Lord Reverend Rodriguez. We'll talk to you guys next week. We love you. Good night and goodbye. Can we rock? What's up, Doc? 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 What's up, hard yo? Who poops? Shaman dukes or potdukes? The two scoops are raising in the sun. Brother try to rally up, then daily tally for some room. Bird decking, double decking, rubber necking in my tomb. Check it out, yo. I smile like Groucho Marx. I make a joke, pokey poke, slide by like egg yolk. Play me like a punk, like the penguin and the joker. Snooping in my biz like Tom and Roxy Roca. The bust a freaky, freaky, freaky way. The brothers with the Asian keys making cheese. What? And now we selling records overseas. Holy smoke, oops, your whole plan pooped up. Now you get kicks, enough licks, plus coked up. Cause you can catch a quick chop for trying to take the sticks. Props a tick tock around the clock and shot while we like shots. For goodness sakes, the stakes is high. I'm out. You out? ABC, ya. Bye. Carry rock. What's up, Doc? 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 I thought I saw a pudding tap. What? I did. I did the Humpty Dumpty Bastard Grumpy. Picking a pistol, pistol, pick up my stuff. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Like Pinocchio. Move the little underground, underground Humpty Dumpty camera. Hump no. So play those seeds, suffer, suck, attach. My missile told Dodge. No wires after the seven ghosts. I'm a booty pebble, so I need my partner. I start stuck, you mean up? So I ask Bob for when I'm in stuff, drop top, bunny up. Oh, where is my mic?
arena I stretch like a condom Can slump like a wiener A sausage, a sausage And for tip the racket But before my intro Get a bit of dust on my jacket So who is the nicest in your neighborhood? The mix of men with a merry crack of singing Captain Crunch, very good So rah, rah, rah This boom, rah Chip fool is coming again Give tanks and phrases to drum My lyrics are smooth Like the head, yes, I'm Teddy My tongue starts to kick in like Speedy Take off your pen, your bag Your lips and bag And run the whole up To shave pussy cap Well down that mic Cause you can rap Cause I'm dip, dip, diving So socializing Clean out your ears Yes, and open up your eyes And I kick like And I'm Jean-Claude Van Damme So dunna, 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 Batman I hip, hip, pop, pop Don't, don't, stop, stop I'm harder than the fist So coming up bigger than the chub rock All types of difficult stars Just the chip stuck and kick em I brrr, stick em Ha, 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 stick em Carry rock Like a bikini on panty line Nuts you might bust But you can't even come right Despite the stroking And hoping of pulling up peace pipe Huffing puffs So what the f*** is happening On the lyric American spiritual But everybody's rocking Flip a new hit Catch rep to the nonch Whip never sick Concept with a tongue twist On my style That's rough While I'm fake raps I push pounds I flip mad scripts And hips I hit So bring the Goya Oh boy as I say Hasta mañana Trust and chewy Hunk and fooey Regular monster Tough stuff Can I rock? What's up doc? Carry rock What's up doc? Carry rock What's up doc? Yo, you better decipher In other words, you better make a fucking decision Cause I'ma be a shack knife and cut you with precision Forget Tony Danza, I'm the boss When it comes to money, I'm like Dick the Boss Now who's the first pick me, bro, this morning? Not a Christian late, nah, no. not a Lonzo morning. That's okay, not being braggadocious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Cause I gotta go, I ain't no joke Now I slam it, jam it, and make sure it's broke What's up, Doc? Carry Rock What's up, Doc? Carry Rock Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.